This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click at tpublic.com. Visit tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click to get exclusive one-of-a-kind merchandise including shirts, stickers, and phone cases all designed by us. Get your hands on the latest and greatest in comic book merchandise by going to tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. everybody out there in comic book land my name is george serrano aka the don and if you're listening to this you could only be here for one reason and that's a brand new episode of the major issues podcast brought to you by comic book click and as always i'm never alone sir please introduce yourself i'm dan the comic book man ladies and gentlemen and other sir please introduce yourself what's up guys it's yogi yogi what and do, boo-boo? dan the comic book man are here for a very special action-packed Full to the brim episode of the Major Issues podcast. I'm Comic-Con man today. Because, man, what a Comic-Con. What a Comic-Con to have. What a Comic-Con. I mean, literally, after a humongous victory for us in the comic book community with Avengers Endgame toppling uh, Avatar as the highest grossing movie of all time. Bye, James Cameron. (laughs) Bye-bye. He's going to try to get us back with Dark Fate, so don't worry about that. He's going (laughs) to... Okay. I want to see luck. Dark Fate win three billion. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, we're here, we're not here to talk about Terminators or ro- or maybe some robots. But we're not here to talk about James Cameron. We're here to talk about all the nitty and gritty good stuff that poured out of Comic Con this weekend. Um, comic news, comic movie news, comic TV show news, all from the biggest and the best that there has to offer and. Uh, I guess we'll, we can start off the top with some things that are tangentially connected to comics before we dive into the big stuff. And I know, I know if you're listening to this, you've already seen the Phase 4 slate. Everybody is drooling over this slate of, of, of television shows and movies that will be coming soon. And so uh, we're, we'll get to those. We're, most likely we'll get to them last because they deserve a section all in their own. But um, yeah, up front. Avatar, I guess we should talk about that up front. Avatar is defeated, uh, Avengers Endgame. Some people call it an uh, unfair advantage because it's a 10-year saga. But I think that's actually harder to yeah, keep people interested for 10 years. to try and top 3 billion. Yeah. 10 years to try and get to that, or 2.7 million. Like, that's a hard fit. It's not that it, 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 it's cheap because it came out 10 years ago. It's just, think of it, 10 years, not one film can beat it? This is a big deal. Yeah, and I'm also afraid because they are. I think he is re-releasing it in December. <laughs> no, I heard he was re-releasing it in December yeah. for its 10 year anniversary. So I, I don't know if whatever money it gets is gonna go to that. It w- it will. It will because they they yeah. did that for Titanic also, right? Yeah. yeah. So oh, here we, we got a re-release Avengers again, and it'll just be a back and forth thing. I think they should just keep Avengers <laughs> in theaters for 10 years. Yeah, just keep Avengers there. You know, like always there all year round. I mean, who's no one's gonna bother it? But um. <laughs> Yogi, how you feel about this this announcement here? I mean, uh, Avatar was literally the heavyweight champion for so long, and now it Endgame. feels it feels like a real. Well, you know, like normally it's not a thing you want to worry about, right? But then James Cameron put his foot in his mouth. 
with the. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, shit talking superhero films. I mean, so he basically just, just did his own manifestation. He's like, he manifested himself losing that number one spot by saying people have superhero fatigue. No, we don't, brother. No, we don't. People spitefully went to the theaters to pay for Avengers over and over and over again just to see him fall because of those comments. <laughs> it's true. I bet you it's people true. that hated James Cameron and hate comic book movies went to the comic book movie just because they hate Cameron more. It also makes me think if we pulled out comic book nerd efforts, we could probably get other things done too. But this is, I guess, oh my God, the first we, one. We could. We absolutely could. But <laughs> this is we just are, the first one, I guess. We have priorities. Yes, yes. One <laughs> step at a time. First Avatar, then World Hunger. <laughs> We'll get, we'll get this figured out. Um, and speaking of getting things figured out, Kevin Smith has finally figured out uh, how to how to make a movie back in the Viewerskewerverse. It's been quite some time since we followed the rest of his characters. Famed director slash comic book writer Kevin Smith, who's worked on a slew of CW shows and is calling all the cameos that he can, seemingly, for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. He has, he has Quinn from Impractical Jokers on there. That oh, is yeah. great. I'm just I'm I just saw Melissa Benoist there, and she seems squeaky. Well, not squeaky clean. I think Yogi knows what I'm talking about. But she seems... <laughs> she seems her image has been clean for the, at least half a decade at this point, and for her to be in the viewers' universe is actually kind of cool. What I find it beautiful is that he's doing a movie with his daughter, who's playing... Yeah. Jay's daughter, but it's like what an odd. It, it's just, an odd. It, it has to be well, some did, sort of dream. He did do yoga ho- hoses, yoga hoses. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yes. right. That's right. But that was a regret of his. I don't know if you guys read the quote where he was like, when he thought he was gonna die from his heart attack, one of the things that ran through his mind was, oh fuck, my uh, my final film is gonna be yoga hoses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a funny that's, thought. That's sad. There's a video of him and Ralph Garman on YouTube where Ralph Garman just tells him bad reviews from yoga hosers. And he just sits there and just like nods and smiles. You could see the pain <laughs> behind his eyes. But he's just saying like, uh, you know, I made a movie that I wanted to make, and you know, whatever comes Can out of it fault comes out of it. A guy for that, especially someone who's as credible as Kevin Smith, who has made great works. I think sometimes people argue that the medi- the medium is for the masses, and so when you take time and effort and money for something just for yourself, people can have a, uh, an issue. But as somebody who has their own podcast. I don't give a damn. Like, do, do what you tour, want, man. He's how really you want to do it. And yeah, it, regardless of how people think his vision is, the man does have a vision. Oh, no, no. It, it, it's, it is true. He, he has a style, even if, you know, some people can't see it. But his, his writing, his, his, the way he writes conversations, I was rewatching Clerks not too long ago. And just watching these two talk about Star Wars with a stranger is just like, who writes stuff like this? How, what? person that cannot be called a genius after writing movies like this yeah it, but what it, i find it, really it to good. be so beautiful is yeah his last movie he directed his daughter i find that this he's working side by side his daughter is so much more beautiful to me yeah like i uh, just love it yogi you're a fan of these uh silent bob films these the, the viewer school verse yeah oh yeah oh yeah i'm a big uh, i'm a big stoner myself so, <laughs> right uh, right right I'm, <laughs> i definitely appreciate being represented that's the right kind of representation Uh, Dan me and you were talking off mic earlier about whether or not a movie like this would work in this sort of climate I guess it's going to be very interesting to see it might be sort of hard but then again I think Kevin Smith has enough credibility where it's like but he's Kevin Smith this is his kind of work but like I I don't agree that like racist jokes and and sexual type jokes rape jokes should be shown you know they can be over the line a bit yeah but he does use a lot of like situational, like uh, smoking pot with around kids, or I don't think that kind of stuff would be able to work. Yeah. Any kind of. Hey, I mean, the people, the audience for these type of movies 
don't particularly care about those type of things. So That's I would true. say. Also, I would I would say that given some time in between these movies, seeing him more do interviews and stuff like that, he seems he seems like a generally good natured guy. Like a, like in, no, when push comes to shove, yeah. um, even if he does jokes that may not be a hundred percent, you know, uh, classy, they're not going to be mean spirited. And I think that 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 mean spirited nature of comedy might be going by the wayside, like we were talking about uh, before. And speaking of going by the wayside, something that should have died a long time ago: The Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. It's literally living up to its name. No, it's living up to its name. It's Walking Dead right now. It's shambling. Fear the Walking Dead renewed for season six. And they've created a third Walking Dead show that they previewed some of it at Comic-Con. I don't got many details on that. I have fallen off the Walking Dead train. And speaking of which, uh, Denai Guerrero is also um, moonwalking her way out of the uh, Walking Dead universe and into Wakanda, I guess. I mean, once you've seen... A better crew and a better staff, and you've been around <laughs> better stories. How can you go back to work in Georgia? This is the woman that got made a general in Wakanda, right? This is I feel the, like that yeah. check, that, that MCU check, was more than enough for her to be like, you know what? Maybe let's let's cut down the workload real quick. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah! Hell yeah! Not to mention that for the most part, she keeps her hair pretty uh, close cropped, and they always have her that with that big dreadlock wig in in, in the, the Walking Dead in a hundred degree weather in Georgia. Meanwhile, though, in um, she gets to chill in the MCU in a big green screen room, bald. So I mean, like, I do it. But enough, uh, got some uh, air conditioners all around, so she's not in she, that. Oh yeah, she's part. She walks. She's one of the first people to walk out of the portal in Endgame. She's gonna be able to show her children that forever. And now that it's broken this record, you you see people, uh, you know, getting a little bit more brave. Have you seen that? Jeremy Renner album that's out. There's a there's a Hawkeye album. Yes, I have it on my no. You I have, have it. I have it on my phone. Dude, that cover art is. <laughs> he's like Listen. sitting in a in the in the front seat of a car with the door ajar. That's it. And he that's looks life. like Luke Bryan. That's like life, bro. That's America. How often are you sitting? Isn't life just sitting in a car? No, with but when he ajar? did that Ed Sheeran cover on uh, Jimmy Fallon like years ago for like the Age of Ultron. Yeah, he's he actually has a good singing voice. Yeah, yeah, I, t- I did see him do that parody but, uh, and the Hawkeye parody. Yeah, yeah, and when but the thing is like, um. You know, Denai is going to be moving more and more into theaters uh, with the MCU, hopefully, and they expand Wakanda. But also something that's coming to theaters that we did not know, or at least not think, the the Rick Grime movies, the Andrew Lincoln-led Rick Grime movies. Wait, this is going to be in a theater. Are going the- theatrically, are being theater, theatrically yeah. released. Yep. I'd, I'd watch it because I have no history or knowledge of anything Walking but Dead, I'm so I'd, I'd watch you that. you should have history or knowledge of anything Walking I got you, Dead. so there's that. Did you, like, did we need... Um, background on let's say like rugrats and hey arnold when those things came out as movies i don't remember i don't remember if if i think you got... i think rugrats in paris had a whole expositional backstory of chucky's mom and this was like the first time in like four seasons that we finally got to know who's chucky's mom was but yeah because when this comes out um it will it will lead off from where he left he's gone from my knowledge uh of the show he's away from everyone. everyone thinks he's dead and he's away from everyone, so he would just be, I guess, finding another settlement and fighting more zombies. And I don't know, man. Three shows and a movie. I, think, I feel like you're stretching yourself a little I thin. I think, um, I think this movie. I think this movie should have. Uh, I think it will have a, a story that's standalone enough that you can come into it as someone who hasn't watched The Walking Dead in a while and still understand what's going on. Because from what I know, it's like he got. He got he he got hurt and then he got saved by this secret organization that picked oh, him up in a wow. helicopter and then it's been six years now. 
in their universe. And he's so, gonna wake up back in the hospital again. I'd rather watch two hours out. of him sleeping in a hospital bed. That's that's that's, that's the, the Rick Grimes movie I need. Um and this this come all this news comes very quickly after the news that the Walking Dead comic has come to an end. Uh short of two hundred issues on a kind of How I guess many shows are gonna outlive their source material. Like this is I mean, that that's what it's about, really, right? Milking the cow? That was actually a big surprise. I thought, um, I in the, my time reading comics, I've never seen a book come to an end out of nowhere. But yes. that was the way of, like, not, not, that it wasn't canceled, though. Like, it actually ended, and they put out fake solicitations to trick people into thinking it wasn't going to end. But then you go, you read your book, and oh, and all of a sudden it's over. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I think stories should end at some point, you know? Like, but you know what I think it's more of? I think, I think Robert Kirkman's a bit over The Walking Dead, to tell you the truth. I think that um, I think with Image, you get so much free reign to do whatever you want with your stuff. Course, I've, and, I've and, read a lot of their books on right, and so he had all this free range with Image, and then then a, uh, a television network buys the property, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, what if we do this? And what if we do that? And what if we do this?" And then they start asking, "Like, where are you going in the comics? And where? And what are you planning to do next? And and what is going to be the next?" And I think he's just like, you know what? Because he sued AMC. He went through like a whole <laughs> thing. You know, Frank Darabont sued AMC. Like AMC is notoriously oh, wow. shady with his Walking Dead property to the point that now I said they got three shows and a movie out of one series of comic books. So um, it might just be Kirkman like, listen, I'm going to end things. I'm going to end things how I want to end them because I started them how I wanted to start them. So This is probably why George R. R. Martin walked off HBO. This I is mean, probably exactly the you're reason. You're only going to let your well, stuff he says, yeah. he says he walked off to focus on his books but then he hasn't focused on those books <laughs> he's probably somewhere with a mountain of cocaine and a bunch of strippers dude is a gambling you know addict he no he's have? a legit he's gambling, gambling yeah no martin is a legit gambling addict he well, bets makes on, on football he bets on football that makes sense because a lot of people felt like gamblers who lost in the last season of game of thrones so that makes a lot of sense there. <laughs> um but from 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 uh that news to some other news i had to put this in here because we 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 shed we we throw shade, but sometimes we shine lights. And so after so much shade being thrown, I am proud to announce the winner of best limited series, best writer, best short story in yes. the Eisner Awards for 2019, Mr. Tom King. I don't want to hear uh... anything else about Tom <laughs> King because anytime I hear Tom King Tom King criticism, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock somebody over the head with an Eisner. He's trophy. gonna point no, to no, the no, Eisner. Listen, I can agree with you on that. Tom Tom King is an amazing writer. Amazing. I love what he does. And I'm really excited to read Mr. Miracle. He has I'm a so style. Excited. He has a style. He has a, you know what the problem is? is it, 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 it's too depressing to me. A lot of it is like really like, wow, it, this is too real for me. It works with the pathos of characters not established. Mr. Miracle, I think, is an mer- amazing vision, which we'll be talking about later when we talked about WandaVision, probably the worst name thing that's out right now. But, um, you know, it, 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 there's pathos there. And the reason why people love it is because there was literally never any pathos before. Whereas with other characters that have had longer, deeper, let's get into the psyche of these characters, some fans, uh, you know, take those things aback. The Swamp Thing thing he did, which is he got nominated for Best Limited. Um, that was so oh, sorry, good, Best though. Short have Story. You, have you guys read that? Like, yeah, have you I read... did. That's the one with the child, right? Yes. Yeah, I re- yes. I've read that. It, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. It is oh, depressing. Oh, that I'm going to have but, to get on that one. But again, it's, it's a level of uh, insight that only he can bring. And, and um, I... Good or bad, I'm I'm happy that he's being recognized because when he is on his game and um, given a real chance with with, with free reign, more free reign. Because like with he Batman, in that gray area in a mostly black yeah. and white medium, he yeah. brings in that gray area that we need. But as Yogi knows, sometimes people don't like gray area with uh, status quo. 
status quo that, has to remain status quo. Don't put no gray in my black and white. Batman is this. Superman is that. Stop adding gray. And people get very upset with those things. And a lot of times people pick up their first Batman comic, regardless of what issue it is, hoping to get a clean cut story where they don't have to do any homework. And, and, and uh, it shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it gets that way. Uh, but regardless, I'm happy that he did win those awards. Um because he, he, I do think he's deserving. I give him a lot of flack here on this show. No, for, but we for cover like Vision him. and Mr. Miracle alone, he should win awards for that stuff. I think him and Alan Moore might be a tie for for uh, writers we've covered on this show so far, though. We like the we like the the depressing nature and stuff. But I mean, I, I don't mind it. Like I've, I I don't I'm not one of the people that hates it because it's depressing. You know, if I, if because yeah. uh, like he he wrote Heroes in Crisis too, and I'm not I wasn't a fan. Right. Like you know, yeah. we're gonna get into that another time. Actually, right, <laughs> but, right. Um, so like it's not like it's it's not about the depression isn't the problem. Sometimes it's just the characterization or or uh, it can be a number of things. But, real, real quick, how do you feel about him um, exiting Batman before a hundred? I uh, okay. So when it first came out that he was leaving Batman, I was like, oh man, did they fire him? Is he gonna finish the story? If he doesn't finish the story, I'm gonna have an issue with this because I've been. Uh, uh, attached to this story since it started, right. you know, with, uh, we've, I've been through the ups and downs with it. So like, and it um, hasn't been easy. So it's like, you better, you no, know, you no, better not. To, exactly. You know, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see, uh, why did I suffer through the supposed wedding? You right, know, I wanted right, to see yeah. what the story was. So, uh, when the news came out that he was indeed going to be able to finish his story in his own book, I thought I've, I'm fine with it. I'm 100% okay with it. And then it turns out that he was taken off the book because he's busy writing the New Gods film with yes. Ava DuVernay. Yep. Yeah. So he's so, he's leaving with his book bag full of Eisner Awards trophies to go to to stay in, yeah, in yeah. LA, go to LA, <laughs> and and help write the, one of the next DCEU movies. Um, oh, uh, that's real big concept. I am down it's a big concept. And I and one of the new guys. One of the new gods is Mister Miracle. So who knows how big of a of a role who better? Scott yeah, who Free better, is gonna is sure. gonna be in in that role there. And speaking of who better, Comic Con has inducted its first character into the Hall of Fame, and who better than the Cape Crusader Batman? Very first inductee into the Comic Con characters Hall of Fame. Um, Jim Lee accepted on Batman's behalf. Two questions: Should Batman have been the first uh, character inducted? And second. Um, if you could pick anyone dead or alive to uh, accept the award on Batman's behalf, who should it be? Yes and no for okay. being inducted for being the first one. The uh, reason why I say yes is because of his iconic status as being one of the big three next to Superman and and Spider Man. Yeah. No, because I feel Superman should have been number one. Okay. And who to, who to to accept that award? Bill Finger, man. Bill all day. Of course. Bill Finger, all day, bro. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Get, finger. get Athena's Athena's still alive. You can get, get, get her. His, uh, get his, <laughs> get his granddaughter. She should have been the one to induct them. What about you, Yogi? Well, I mean, if it's not going to be Superman, then it has to be Batman. So I don't. If they if they didn't go Superman first, they went Batman, and I know why they went Batman. It's because it is eighty years since yes. his creation. Yeah, that's so what I was saying as well. Since it's his anniversary, and um, might as well get it out of the way. And like I said, you know, if it, if it's not going to be Superman, it has to be Batman. Yeah. The next one should and be like, Superman, yeah. Like Dan said, uh, if anybody was gonna accept the, if anybody was gonna accept the induction, it should have been a, a Bill Finger or a relative of his. But I guess DC just sent somebody in house, or really, it would be Jim Lee who chooses who to go. So he probably was like, "I'll take this." Yeah, he just shrugged <laughs> and was like, I, "I guess I'll do. It. I'm not. I'm free. My last name's Lee. It's close enough. You know, I'm free." Um, 
I wonder, yeah, I mean, obviously now that this has been done, people are going to be going bananas with who could be inducted next. And I wonder if it becomes a hot potato thing between publishers or if DC has a lock on the next five. You know, like, I wonder what the deal is there. Um, I wonder if it becomes a thing where you just contact the publisher and like, hey, you know, the the Comic-Con judges have voted, you know, it's like the Oscars or something. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a promotional thing because I don't think the Comic-Con people were like, hey, it's Batman's 80th anniversary. Do you guys want to do this? I'm sure that was a DC idea. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, then have a Hall of Fame because you want a Hall of Fame. Don't have a Hall of Fame because you want, you know, to show everybody, hey, 80 years of Batman might as well make him... The Hall of Fame comic <laughs> most, book character, you know? Most Hall of Fames are shams anyway. 100%. Drew Carey Drew Carey has a damn say. Hall of Fame. Drew Carey. That's, everybody's, that's everybody's line there. Uh, let's get into some DC Comics, though. DC had a couple announcements to make on their comic front. Um, we got a new uh, Adam Strange comic coming out called Strange Adventures, a new series starring Adam Strange that deals with the Rand Thanagar War. Coming out in 2020. I think that's also written by Tom King, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it is. It is. And oh, I'm we got to cover really that then. I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I, I think that's going to be more that, of like war as hell, right? That's going to be a lot more of that. Like, this is just the worst, right? Like, war no, is just um, the worst. He actually says that he's not going to be going the PTSD route okay. this time around. It's going to be... Um, he was inspired by the political climate today. So, oh God! So it might be it might be like it might be like a, um uh, like no one's really the good guys in war kind of kind of kind of situation like it, it definitely might be that because there are good people on both Rand and Thanagar yeah so I want to see what's going on with this and that first cover they released that has like a, like a propaganda style poster yeah, of, Adam, of Strange. Uh, Adam Strange yeah like and then a variant that's like vandalized by yeah. I guess people who don't agree with his style so I can see. Where they're going with that, and I'm actually really excited for it. Uh, as you know, I know absolutely everything about everything. But if you had to explain to the layman who Adam Strange was, what would you say? Oh my goodness, what was that? I I'm said, so sorry. "No, you're good." I said, "As you know, I know absolutely everything about everything." But if you had to explain to a layman who Adam Strange was, what would you say? He's like an Earthling who got who gets involved in uh well in in a, in a very simple in a very simple way to explain it he's uh he's a human being who's out who's up out in space dealing with space uh politics and things like that but um i want to i want to i want to get actually a a um he was actually a character in young justice and he characterized him pretty well where he was like the one human in this group of space aliens who was able to translate and who knows what's going on up there but can also relate to the people from earth who are up here dealing with uh what was it? I think it was the Justice League who had uh, under control attacked a bunch of alien planets, and people were like, uh, "Ah, so he became he's like a diplomat." And like, yeah, there you go. Okay. That's the word I was looking for. It was just on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't get it out. He also <laughs> didn't he just make his live action debut on Krypton? I have not watched Krypton because I am not a fan of these prequel shows. <laughs> but, um, so but, you, um, you didn't I, get that Pennyworth poster I sent you? You didn't get that? Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, um, man. Actually, I've heard that Pennyworth is probably going... It, it, like, that first pilot gave people the impression that this is going to be a better show than Gotham. Yeah. I don't know. 
Like, I'm not really, I might just ignore it completely, you know? I think that's but, best if you just do that, yeah. I think it has the possibility, I think the biggest problem with Gotham is people know a lot of Batman's mythology, so when you start to mess with that, people don't know anything about Alfred. You could literally just make things up, so pe- the blank slate gives people a little bit more of a... This uh, is actually, it's actually a Gotham prequel. Yeah, so they I heard, gotta, yeah. Who knew that Teen Titans Go, one of their funniest jokes in the movie, was actually predicting things in the future when Alfred gets his own movie and Teen Titans Go, now Alfred gets his own TV show. Anytime a poster comes up and I post for CBC, I still put coming broom and I put, put, we've got to clean up this city. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations to Teen Titans Go, though, nominated for an Emmy. Yes. That's amazing. Uh, I really do still love really that movie. Just, like, like that, those, that show, that version of that show, regardless of all the, uh, sometimes the negative press that it gets, it, it, it's turning heads, man. People people really dig what they're doing over there. Teen Times Go, Go to the Movies ended up making me like the show. So now I can actually sit down and stomach watching the show, understanding it's for kids, but also understanding, wow, these actually these guys care about the comedy too. But are I you... actually got, I, I hated it for a while, but yeah, only too. because... They canceled Young Justice and then put this in its slot. So I was like, I had this this bitterness. So I was like, this is what you replaced Young Justice with? But oh, I feel my kids you on that. It and, and I was like, okay, this actually isn't so bad. But that happened years later. I ended up really <laughs> digging it because I some I somewhere along the line, I ended up watching an episode where they ended up addressing all the criticisms I had for the show. And I'm like, wait, it's this kind of show? Like, it gets this meta? No, like, no, I'm that, that's down. very I'm meta. totally down for, like, we know this is all weird as hell, but you guys love us love us anyway. Like, I, And, like, why don't they like us? They say we just yell and scream. And we don't even make any sense. And they just go back to yelling and screaming. So, no, no, I really, really dug that. Speaking of screaming, though, Joe Hill, which, again, I think he would, going on his regular name of Joe King is actually a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty cool uh, pen name. But uh, Joe Hill, the son of Stephen King, to create horror comics under the brand Hill House for DC. Oh, wow. What is it with them in the houses? What do you mean? Like, Stephen King's production, or like his production thing is called Castle Rock. Oh, yeah. This is now Hill House. House. They just take two words and and put them out of a hat and put them together. (laughs) I hope that they get the audience that they're looking for for with this. I mean, I'm sure there is a contingent of horror comic fans out there or horror story fans yeah who are uh maybe who maybe want to get into comics i'm not oh i'm a huge fan of stephen king himself so if this is stephen king's son is uh is anyone a joe hill like do you know of his work previously i i don't know i just i'm just finding out now that he's stephen king's son so i stopped reading books without pictures like five years ago is that it like (laughs) Does he have, like, is he successful in any other movie? No, no, he definitely, no, he definitely has a slew of books under his name. I don't think people automatically jump to the idea that Joe Hill is son of Stephen King. He looks I, um, like Stephen King, holy hell. But, uh, but, oh my yeah, god, he wow. looks like Stephen King. He even got his gray beard and everything. Somebody needs to cut that man's hair. That's, that's ridiculous. That's what's going on there. <laughs> it but, must be hot. But like you were saying, uh, Yogi, the, I think that DC, for the most part, for all the slack that we give him on occasion... On their publishing side, they are really trying some crazy, like, um, imprints and crazy, you know, uh, things to try to get new readers in. They have their established well, universe. Vertigo, yeah. So what's that? But that's... what's that? What's Jinx World? They have Jinx World, right? Isn't that like uh, the new Bendis uh, imprint or something? Uh, is it an imprint, though? Like, I know I know they announced a couple new imprints. Well, not new, but it was, like, reworked. Yeah. Where now it's, uh, it's like, DC Zoom for the kids. Right. And then DC. Wonder Wonder something. 
Wonder, uh, I forget. But yeah, they, they, they're they at least trying to create more avenues. Wonder Comics. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Comics. But that's less an imprint and more uh, more Bendis family of books having a label on it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so they, there's enough avenues, I think, in DC. And if you want a horror avenue, um, DC, you know, in between Swamp Thing and Sandman and all, they have enough titles under their belt to really make horrifying but, but then they uh, killed they killed vertigo where yes, you got all that yes. good stuff at so it's yeah. like all these freaking imprints and everything it doesn't matter when they fired karen uh the editor who yes. had been the editor of vertigo since the beginning it's like that was the beginning of the end so maybe vertigo being dead is for the best the best thing to come out of it recently was gerard way's uh young animal yeah stories. i've heard of that so that's uh I, I, other than that vertigo has been Oh, well, they had punk rock Jesus, too. That was all right. <laughs> People forget how much of um, the editor deals with quality control. You know, like how much of them... It's like a showrunner or, or a director yeah. in a, or, or a producer, in a sense. Of all that stuff. Which is why Dan Didio gets so much crap and <laughs> for, for everything that's going on now because he's going to have the final say and he gets to pick and choose whether or not these things come to fruition. Speaking of coming to fruition, Year of the Villain. This is this is a humongous event that DC seems to be... Uh, it's actually going on right now. Black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for two electric boogaloo no um they've done things like this is such a dan didio gimmick deal like i hate when they do things like this but Let me it know, is what it is what, i'm reading what, what justice be... league and apparently this is uh really really connected to snyder's overall justice league story which is apparently leading to the next crisis yeah, that's the thing. It says it, it. It said that this is a story that's been building since Dark Knight's Metal. So even if Dan Didio put his little stamp on it, Snyder seems to have wanted at least a form of this between this and his Justice League to get to this point. Um, and this story is um is supposed to end up running for about two years and culminate in the biggest DC event ever in 2020. The 2020 what, year event, of the villain. Yeah, well, year in the villain, and I guess Metal and Justice League. I think all those things together. Okay, okay. Be about, I was going to say, two, no, year two years of this? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> um, the 2020 event will be announced this fall, they're saying. And one of the lead villains in Year of the Villain is the Batman Who Laughs. Um, somebody who I think has a great design, but I don't think they should be using him as often as they actually use I him. I think that, okay, so I know that there's like a, apparently he's infected some of the heroes in the DC universe, so we're going to get a bunch of Who Laughs. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, I... I kind of look forward to that. I kind of look forward to seeing Batman Who Laughs be utilized as a overall large like Justice League style villain. If that's what they if that's what they plan on doing with him, because lately, um, well, I mean, he hasn't really been around a lot, right? He he was in metal, then uh, I mean, he, he got his own title, Justice, he has his own Justice title League now. for a little bit, and then his own title was like his origin, which I think is also a lead up to this. I think ultimately, yes, yes yeah, it is, will be a lead up to this. So um, I. I, I I knew, like, we knew that there were plans for him to be, like, a permanent villain. So, uh, I'm glad to see them coming to fruition already. I'm just looking up pictures on Google Images of the Batman who laughs. And all I see is a gimp suit with two (laughs) Robins chained around him. Like, what? And it has Bruce Wayne under there, bro. That's uh, alternate. I mean, no, yeah, I'm reading it now. This is supposed to be, like, a hybrid of Batman and Joker. That's. Yeah, yeah. No. It's a Batman that got Joker. That's what what Wiki says. He's he's uh, depicted as a hybrid. Yeah. He finally, in this universe where he comes from, he finally killed the Joker. And then uh, Joker's plan was for when Bruce finally kills him, he would be infected by his Joker gas. But it wasn't like that regular Joker gas that you can stick a needle and the smile goes away. No, it infected him permanently and he went crazy and he killed all his Justice League buddies. He machine gunned the Bat family. 
He yeah. uh, killed all the Justice. He went into the Justice League vault of weapons and used oh all the weapons to kill everybody else. God. Oh, and then he it made... It was a sick... It's pretty sick. Like, it's a crazy story. I think yeah. I'm going to have to really pick enjoyable. this up. He made yeah, Superman tear apart his family, which was kind of screwed up. I thought that was pretty... pretty uh, that was done. sick. Yeah. God. Uh, Who stops the man that has a contingency plan for everybody? Well, that's the thing. This is Batman to the nth degree. This is, this is you know, the worst parts of... The best parts of Batman and the worst parts of Joker... Uh, I guess together and um, uh, yeah, he his his whole mission is to make everyone in the DCU uh, the worst versions of themselves. Uh, so like you said before, heroes are going to be ended up being turned evil by the Batman who laughs. The first one being Shazam, and each hero is going to be choose for a purpose. It's methodical. Uh, Billy Batson's cho- him being chosen by the Batman who laughs is to send a message to all the other heroes that everyone is in his reach, even a child. And um, supposedly the Justice slash Doom War is coming to Justice League. Justice League will be bringing in the World Forger and the Monitor. Oh uh, man, which is I, I I am a little behind on Justice League, but I know that they have been getting pretty freaking crazy. Like you've yes. got the Monitor, like you said, you got the World Forger. Like this is how I knew there was a crisis coming before they announced it because there's way too, too way too many crisis elements in this Justice League story to be like. Nothing for nothing to come from it. What is it? The pre- so Perpetua? Perpetua? Perpetua, but she's a Snyder creation. Like, apparently, yeah. now the monitors have a mom. And her know? name, and her name is Perpetua. So, I, I wonder, you, do you think that any of this crisis stuff is supposed is like to clean up what they presume to have wanted to take place after Doomsday Clock? Or is this the natural progression of things after Doomsday Clock? I feel like. Whatever was supposed to happen with Doomsday Clock may not be on the cards anymore. And that's not even finished yet, right? No, that's still <laughs> no. Don't no, remind but, me. But that 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 kind of gives me a little hope in that maybe it's being delayed so that it can match up with what's going on now and still tie into it anyway. Yeah, like a last a scary issue thought, though. to. Yeah, it's a, it's just it's kind of scary to think that we put all this uh, we put all of this emotional attachment into the story, which has been great. You know, like uh, aside from the delays, it's been a great. I've enjoyed it a lot, yeah. and I was yeah. really looking forward to seeing what would eventually like what what was the end game here. And yeah. I'm hoping that they ha- didn't have to change their plans or anything because of this. Yeah, but um, it looks like Snyder's JL is going to be the big uh universe multiverse affecting story that doomsday clock originally would have been yeah they're also saying that when in, in bringing in the world forger and the monitor they're bringing a level of crisis mythology into the book and they're attacking yeah. it which, absolutely uh and maybe they're changing the status quo i mean to be honest they're the only ones with hallmarks of a crisis right like does marvel have like oh this happened like the sky's turned purple so now we know the death of the watcher was a really big like i guess whenever you deal with like celestials you know something big is going down in uh in uh marvel that 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 who killed the watcher story that was like a huge original sin yes original sin was a big world changer (laughs) it was uh it would it uh it didn't i thought it was gonna be better than it was yeah but um like they did this thing where thor was no longer worthy Oh, he was yeah. on Mars. He couldn't you're eat the moon me, or something. You're teaching me this thing now where uh, apparently whodunits are not that fun in comics because we spend too much time trying to figure out no, who done it and we never like, end up being satisfied. Because of Original Sin. 
Yeah, I we, did not like Fury in Original Sin. But now, Nick, but reading that book showed me the Nick Fury man on the wall. You know, the man that's that's in he's checking that. Well, the only reason why I say that is because I think that uh, another movie that has been shown this year is alluding to those same sort of themes. But anyway, well, I hope Sam Jackson doesn't whisper in Thor's ear and tell him you're not worthy, and that's why we have Gore, female Thor. Is Gore was right. He's gonna say Jane Foster was right. He's gonna, <laughs> no, he's gonna say Natalie Portman was right. That's no, that's even more mad <laughs> about all your movies. Natalie Portman was right. Um, the JSA is set to return. The Justice League will have to travel through time to fight the Legion of Doom, which will bring them to the forties to meet the Justice Society of America. Who What's now that episode exists of JLU? Thanks to uh, a, a hopefully thanks to Doomsday Clock, they are now back in continuity. And they played but, around um, with um, uh, Jay Garrick coming back from the Speed Force and the Button. But the, what, what I hate, what it. I hate about this, is that we're going to see the JSA before we know exactly how they got back into continuity. Like, how do you guys exist again? Yeah, so I hate that that's happening. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, do will they wait? Because uh, Doomsday will probably answer that before anything else, wouldn't they? I mean, this is supposed to happen this fall. Okay. And Doomsday Clock, uh, what was it, 11? Yeah. Is not set to come out until, like, the end of August. Yeah. So. Diablo. Yeah, maybe, and then maybe. hopefully hopefully 12 comes right after and we can get an end before Snyder gets into uh, his JSA story and before Bendis does his Legion of Superheroes story. But I don't think that's going to happen. Hmm. I feel you, man. I'm reading a song of ice and fire, so I know how it feels. I um, no, I dig that. I I was trying to find some more DC comics news, and it got me deep, digging deep into some announcements made for DC's um adult line of comics, DC Black Label. The only thing that that I'm a little bit eh about is that the only announcements were made really of new books because they spoke a little bit about um Superman Year One, and they spoke a little bit about um, I think they spoke a little bit about, oh um the Last Night on Earth. And but next up for Black Label is a Joker and Harley comic, one of Black Label's numerous Joker and Harley focused titles that will be coming. Um, in this one, Harley is motivated by Joker's murder of her college roommate. And uh, the scariest thing is, in this story, Joker is 100% sane and it will not have Batman in it. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, Batman damned, Joker. Okay, I get it. Uh, no, last see, night on my Earth, thing, Joker. My thing, all right. <laughs> Black Label. Okay, like. For me, Black Label is doomed. You, as soon as that first book came out, and as soon as you let the pressure get to you, and you fuck, you censored out the the bat penis. Yep, the bat pole, baby. You've already you've you've immediately set the precedent that you will not take these books as far as you claimed that you were going to. You will negotiate so supposed, with terrorists. Yeah, you will negotiate with terrorists. This supposed adult uh, adult imprint is now being treated like if it was for children. Right. So, uh, this thing is dead in the water. The only book I'm looking forward to out of Black Label is Three Jokers. After that, you keep your garbage. Um, <laughs> keep your garbage. I'm going to start I, telling that people. I went on great lengths, and this is going to be one of the things. You know how we all got things. My thing is, I think that the Joker's a little bit overexposed. Um, and between... Uh, so, like I said again, he's, he's in Damned. He's in Last Night on Earth. Um... But he, there's a Batman version of him currently terrorizing the DCU. And I mean, that's, you gotta blame you gotta blame the people who keep buying oh, anything that has the Joker on it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the but character the design problem. is amazing. He's, he comes, <laughs> he's gotten so 
far that he's not even hated. Like, uh, people love the Joker to the point that he has his own movie with no Batman. Joker, yeah. I used to lo- I used to be one of those people that loved the Joker a lot, and a lot of that is thanks to Mark Hamill and Heath Ledger. But it's even gotten, I've even gotten to the point where I'm just like, guys, you know there's like a hundred other villains that are just as cool or even better. It's like, come on. Well, Jeff Lemire is writing a Black Label story about the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <There we> go. <laughs> Called the Joker Killer Smile. He says, my story looks very grounded, but the madness of the Joker and his effect on people is more like a twisted child's fairy tale in our take. The story visits the suburbs of Gotham through the point of view of a mental mental health professional who is gradually disturbed by the Joker. I mean, it's Jeff Lemire, so great writer. It should be it should be interesting. Definitely. Uh, but um, like I said, you know, DC Black Label's got the legs cut out from under it, so we'll see if they let him do what he wants to do, or if it ends up being another uh, something else. I got his balls cut off. I guess no pun intended. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so, so how, what's your over under? How how long do you give this black label? Ah, I give it a year and a half. Well, as soon as Three Jokers comes out, I don't see. I really, I can see them continuing to push it, mm-hmm. but I can also see it not getting the sales that they thought it would, and then eventually dying off. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's fucked. Like I said, once you set that president in the beginning, it's like. Why, why should I, like, what, what you promised to us were these uncensored adult-themed books, and the very first thing you did was censor your book. Yeah. So, like, why, why should I invest myself in anything that you put out now? No, you're right. You're just mad because you couldn't see Bat Penis. I, I actually, I, I, I went out of my way to purchase the book because, like, now it's a rare book. So... Because, like, they did one print run, and then they got made fun of, and the world is so uncomfortable with penises, but okay with the female body, that everyone was, like, laughing or, or joking about it, or, or some people were like, oh, my God, I'm appalled. And, and they let that pressure get to them, and now here we are. So they, 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 as you guys know, and maybe the people listening at home know or don't know, right, they put out the one print run, got all that backlash, and then decided every single, it would never be reprinted. And and when the trade paperback comes out, you'll never it'll be censored. So if you own uh, Batman Damned number one, you got a little piece of bat history there that you uh-huh. can keep forever. I mean, it's not that little. It was cold. But anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yo my god, where let's, are we going with this? Let's jump from DC Comics to DC animated movies. First, Hush, Batman Hush premiered at Comic Con. Jim Lee, the grandfather of uh, Batman comics drawing. Have he, you guys watched it? I was no, gonna watch I want it. To. I need you to send me that link that you found. So here's the thing: I I got all excited because Yogi had just seen it. He really really dug it, and um, I thought it was on the app. I thought it was on the Universe app, and I was actually watching DC Daily today, and they were like, um, "It's available right now digitally, and if you have the app, you could watch it August 13th." And I was like, "What the hell?" So then why is it available? T- what? I was like, "You might as well not even mention you could watch it on the app. You could just announce it in a month from now." Like, what are you so doing? I won't I won't get into spoilers okay. then. But I will say I really enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed it, right? I enjoyed. I enjoyed the film. It was very well done. I mean, I we were talking previously about how I'm how when you read Hush and and you see the beautiful artwork and like that beautiful scene of Bruce and Selena kissing with the city in the background, and when you see it adapted in this DC animated universe style, it's like wow, this looks pretty bland. 
<laughs> now, wow. So, but that's that, these are like nitpicks. My biggest, I guess, my biggest issue would be a major change of lore that they decided to go with. I guess uh, I'm honestly not certain why they did it. I've been trying I'm, to think. I'm of, hearing but... rumblings. You know me. I'm not one for spoilers, but I'm hearing rumblings about Rick. So I'm hoping it's not it doesn't have anything to do with him. <laughs> but no, um, no. <laughs> um, but I guess that opens up a bunch of stuff. The idea of of how they've been handling the lore in these movies because they've announced Red Sun, they've announced Dark Side War, they've announced Man of Tomorrow. So as somebody who's seen one of the latest. Uh, animated movies what is your level of excitement for those projects and can those projects be adapted obviously comic books is about trying to adapt the unadaptable sometimes but do you think these things will cross over without um you know humongous volumes of of, of exposition i have faith. red sun red sun will be fine red sun is standalone they'll um kind of in the vein of um the dark knight returns animated films uh, so you'll get that completely adapted. It doesn't have to fit into this continuity that their DC animated universe films have. But yeah. the thing about, like, I don't mind when they change things around so that it can fit into their continuity. I don't mind that because it is what it is. It has to fit in this world that you created. But this one piece of lore that they changed in Hush, I don't really understand because it doesn't really, it wouldn't have affected anything else in yeah. continuity so i'm like really weird about that and because you expect one thing from knowing the story you kind of i kind of spent the last maybe 15 minutes of the film thinking that they would bring it back around to the way it's supposed to be and then when they didn't i got left with oh so you guys really went with that yeah, <laughs> it kinda yeah. left I, can, I can see that you're just waiting for it to get back on the regular track and yeah, it just and went, it never did. It went somewhere else. <laughs> Man of Tomorrow is a bit of an origin story, isn't it? Yeah, but it's 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 an original story. This is not an adaptation. Okay. I'm honestly, honestly, I don't even know if this is in their universe, but I know that it's said to be an original story that takes place in Superman's younger years. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Dark Side War makes sense because uh, I guess they've been adapting like it has like their animated universe was not. 100% new 52 right but it has taken its cues from this so when they Definitely. did justice league war uh dark side war is the other side of that story so eventually yes. you did have to get to that yeah i don't that's know a two, that's a two-part comic volume so i wonder how they uh truncate the story for here because basically everyone becomes gods so i'm i'm waiting, I'm waiting to see I'm almost certain, and, and and it's got a Justice League Dark label on it. Yes. So now I'm wondering if they're going to adapt the story the way it's supposed to be, or if they're just going to have Batman and his magic buds yeah. go, up, uh, go up to Apocalypse instead. And I'm almost 100% certain they're just doing this so they can get an animated version of the Bat God ah, and Mobius <laughs> The Bat God. Yeah, yeah, people like that. People like that panel. Um Let's get to DC TV. Let's, but first, let's talk about the Arrow verse. You can't talk oh, about the Arrow verse without talking about like, Arrow. The Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? That's the biggest. That's that's the biggest Arrowverse thing ever. First of all, yes. and then this weekend, so much Crisis news, right? As we were recording, we're yes. still getting Crisis on Infinite Earths news. <laughs> ah, do you have anything breaking? Yeah, yeah actually, he sent it to the group Lois chat. Lane. Lois Lane is giving birth. Oh. So we're My gonna get boy. to see. We're gonna get to see baby John Kent. I'm with it. 
Oh, I'm, I'm so, so down. I'm so earlier today, earlier today, reports came out that uh, Tom Welling and Linda Carter are oh, going to wow. be making appearances, as well as over the weekend they announced Burt Ward. Yep. We don't know if he's going to be uh, Robin or what, but just the fact that Burt Ward is involved, and then uh, the probably the biggest news. Well, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on how big a fan you are of like Tom Welling. Yeah. That might be the big news for you, but for, <laughs> I, for me, I'm, I'm excited for Brandon Routh more than anything. Yeah, Brandon Routh as Kingdom Come Superman, which is huge. Also, because it's not like it's huge to bring Tom Welling back, but Brandon Routh is there, so the idea that they're gonna call back to him while him actually still being a regular member of the Arrowverse, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, by the way. I think that, that that's interesting. And him playing the Kingdom Come version, I wonder how much of that universe we're going to see. I wonder how much of that we're going to be dealing with. I wonder if uh, Ali's going to show up and help him against Magog and stuff. You know, like, are we really going to really go there? Um, but yeah, this crisis thing is taking over everything that has to do with the Arrowverse. And um, we're, we you got to think that the eight episodes of the final season of Arrow is going to lead directly into there. But they released a, a final season trailer that choked me up a bit, man, because I didn't realize how attached. Because I watch, he's not even my favorite Arrowverse show, but I still have an affection for the character and that show, like if it's a cousin of mine, you know, like 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 I know Ali, and I know sometimes he's hard headed, and I know sometimes he kills people, but overall he's my friend still for seven years think- or so. He's been my friend, and and I'm gonna miss him. Uh, I'm not ready to lose him, first of all, you right. know. So I'm almost hoping that he's not actually going to die the way the monitor told him that he is. And then that can leave the door open for maybe some cameos down the line. Yeah. But um, I've been watching Arrow since the weekly, like since the first episode. Wow. Okay. No, I'm, I'm so, with you on that one. Yeah, I've watched I'm, Arrow since the beginning. Wow. I, I, I still remember, like, I still remember watching it and feeling like oh man all the goosebumps yogi all i had (laughs) all i had was goosebumps at the end of that first season that is one of the strongest by the end of the first season i was 100 sold on it i I still remember i still remember going i still remember going into it and being like i i don't know i I, like i originally thought this was gonna be a smallville spinoff and i'm not a smallville fan because i hate superhero prequels it's like they give you blue balls for what you actually want to see I think it was I'm the Deadshot episode that sold the Deadshot and the when they brought in like that. What you guys probably know the villains that are like uh, clubs and hearts. Uh, what the hell are they called again? The guys oh, that the, all, the Royal, Royal Flush Gang. Royal Flush yeah. Gang. The episode of the Royal Flush Gang where they actually made them look realistic, where they're just a, a family of bank robbers with with actual card masks. I was I was in it, and the fact that they kept going back to the island. That's the kind of exposition that I actually can appreciate. I I, I go ahead, brother. Go ahead. No, we heard you first. Go ahead. Oh no, I was I was just gonna say that I think what really sold Arrow to me was the fact that they were taking it seriously. You know, um, I feel like Smallville was a little bit tongue in cheek, uh, where you knew you weren't gonna eventually get a bunch of stuff that you probably wanted till the end. Um, Arrow, the Green Arrow character, hasn't necessarily been on a lot of people's list of favorite characters, and the fact that they started that they started this Arrow verse. With that, like, like Flash is a way more well, well, uh, known household name. Um, Supergirl, uh, 
stuff like that. But they did it with Arrow, and they did it with the Green Arrow, and did it with St- Stephen Amell, who again was probably a relative unknown. I didn't know him prior to this. No, even his brother was more known than him. His brother was doing like teen rom coms on Disney Channel, yeah. and Stephen so Amell you, was doing nothing. So you get, you get, you know, um, uh, Robin Hood men in tights, uh, Green Arrow, and you, you strip them down, and you do almost. It reminded me of those early Batman films, like not the early Batman films. I mean the no, the Nolan Batman. <laughs> it reminded Batman a films. lot of people of Batman for a little yeah, while, uh, and that Nolan might have been Batman an issue. Well, yeah, I watched, I, I binged Justice I League Unlimited before yeah. I ever watched Arrow because back when they had it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So that Arrow character that's in this TV show was really like the Arrow that was in the Justice League cartoon. So that's what, what one thing that attracted me to it. I don't know that. I honestly, for me, we never got that. Like Oliver became mayor, but we never got that social justice. Uh, uh, I guess political yeah. Green Arrow, which yeah. is really what he was known for. So we almost got like an entirely different version of Arrow. And I feel like that's like this is this this Arrow kind of because they went their own route with so many things, even though they were like adapting a lot of Arrow's history. Like they did kind of go their own route and create their own characterization of Oliver Queen. Of course, yeah. so even with the liberties like, that they took, they still ended up giving you a compelling series oh like, it's great it's still great i mean it's had its ups and downs don't get me wrong there were there were one or two seasons where i was like oh boy we might have yeah. jumped the shark oh, i think here. it was four for always, me they that brought it back four. around yeah. like by season five i was like oh man this is great again and i guess originally it was supposed to only be five seasons yeah. but in the world of television when something is getting ratings executives won't let it go yeah, so. and I would agree that like yeah, the same. I feel the same thing about the Flash. Where well, you either the, die Breaking Bad or live long enough to see yourself become Walking Dead. Yeah, that's yes. or Game of Thrones. Or but Game, you, one of the you, other. Uh, hey, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, my thing is like my issue with the Flash right now. I I still maintain, and I'll probably say it every episode when it gets when it comes up. That Flash season one is almost a near perfect no, origin story of that. a superhero in television form. If you watch it all, he got the end. The big bad that he fights is his big bad. Like it's it's amazing how it's done but flash has been diluted by team flash and i that's not necessarily wrong because i like to see as many heroes on television as possible but when you take the title character and you move him to the side to say and then we're gonna do wild dog and then we're gonna do mr terrific and then we're gonna do eight canaries and you know you kind of you start you start to lose the focus of stuff and then um oliver queen got unmasked in every season in every season someone had him dead to rights we know that you're the green arrow and then he had to come up with some kind of you know, thing and and then you get back around. So enough tropes, enough dark archers, enough people finding out about his secret identity. Ali, strap on, get the quill, get that quill ready and let's just do it. You know what I'm saying? Let's just, let's just end it. Let's end it well. And with the way that CW has been giving back to us in a way, it's like every one of these crises has felt like a reward all the cameos that they do on their episode 100s and stuff have been great. So you know this final season is going to be chock full with as much as they can give us. Oh, I'm going to end up I think, I'm gonna end I think what's, what's most interesting to me about the final season is that season 7 kind of gave Arrow the ending. Yeah. You know, like, the end of season 7 could have been the end of that. Or as a matter of fact, it was. It basically was the end of the story of that, that was world. being told yeah. on Arrow. Yeah. So now this, this final mini season of only eight episodes, can fully focus on Crisis on Infinite Earths. And the death of Oliver Queen, which is what I've titled. And the, death, the, uh, the upcoming death of Oliver Queen. That's yes. what I've titled this season, because that's all it's going to be about. Literally, like you just said, every all the other doors are closed. I wouldn't, I, odds are they're going to do a Star City 2049 show or something like that. But if they choose not to, this will be the end of what we see from that universe. So, I mean, that's another thing. Star City will still exist. So, I mean, 
Yeah. I think I think we're we're gonna get that moment where um I don't know if you like in season seven they were doing a lot of flash forwards and we got to meet the future version of his kids. Yes. So with Crisis on Infinite Earths coming, we finally get to see uh we will get we will probably get to see Oliver side by side with the adult version of his children, probably two green arrows and yeah. it'll be touching. It'll be fun. I, I can't not I cannot wait for yes. Crisis. And we've already seen, you know, with the last uh, was it that last thing was called Crisis, right? The last crossover? It was uh it was just called uh it was called Elseworlds, was it? Oh, it was called yeah, Elseworlds. Elseworlds. It was called Elseworlds. Um we saw in there the little the little cutesy Easter eggs to Smallville, the little cutesy Easter eggs to the Flash of um, you know, Flash 90 series, the cutesy Easter eggs to old school uh, Lois Lane and Clark. So I'm just ready to feel the warm embrace of all the things I know about DC characters come this crisis cuz I I honestly do think they're gonna, they're going to deliver at least in that aspect. Uh, I think I'm I'm almost certain because like they they have been talking throughout the weekend uh, about what their plans are for Crisis and besides the casting I think uh, the showrunners have said they have like a they have they feel they have a responsibility to do the absolute biggest best thing that they've ever done because Crisis on Infinite Earths is the holy grail you know, the original story is so important to so many people and to DC history yes. in itself that you do feel a responsibility to do this as well as you can. So I feel like this is it. This is going to be huge. I'm almost worried in the way that I was worried with Endgame that after this, we might not have anywhere else to go. Yeah. I mean, uh, like we were talking about before, you know, DC is built on these crises crisis crisis um but the issue has always been they've not had enough established players to and enough established history to mess with and the fact that the arrowverse has afforded them that that opportunity is amazing because like we all love the defenders and we, um we're gonna eulogize the marvel netflix soon and like it, it was great for what it was but i really think what we wanted it to be was more of what this arrowverse ended up being where people just drop in and out, and, and it's this long-form storytelling, uh, episodic, serial uh, storytelling. And I, I, I think that they're going to have enough player, uh, hard-hitting players to move forward. I'm just very interested in seeing how they do that. And also moving forward will be The Flash. Flash is going into season six, I want to say. Season six, Season right? six, yeah, yeah season, season six. six. Introducing Sen- Senhil Ramamurthy. As blood work. Great pronunciation. From Heroes. Yes, from Heroes, my man Mohinder Suresh, who never had powers and they gave him powers because that show was bananas. But um, <laughs> blood work, I, I, I want to um, admit to being a hard-headed comic book fan because I exclaimed when I found out that this character was going to be on uh, the, the big bad of this season of the flash i'm like why the heck would they pick blood work because blood work i felt i felt that about cicada i felt that about the thinker i feel yeah. that about blood work their choices for big bads on the flash after zoom have been so questionable <laughs> yeah definitely and Bl- blood work was literally a two issue comic book character uh, in the, in the new rebirth run um that i i laughed when when he the character was created because his origin story literally takes place in two, like a splash page. This is a splash page, two pages, and they tell his entire origin. And in the next issue, he's defeated. And so I, I laughed when it happened. When I found out that this was blood work, because at first, 
he he says something along the lines of uh, in the trailer like I gotta stop the one thing is death. I'm like, oh, maybe Black Racer. Maybe we're dealing with you know some kind of you know literal death coming. But it's blood work, and um, so it, it's a man who can control the blood inside people. But in this, um, it was like black, so I don't know if that means anything. And the blood it was like yeah, all I over guess this season stuff. they're gonna be fighting against death. Well, actually, I've, I've heard that um, blood work is supposed to be done with by the time they get to the crisis crossover. So that makes a we'll lot see. of sense. Yeah, to, 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 we'll to see where why they bait go. us with anything uh, seemingly big if they know that we are all have our focus on crisis. Honestly, Crisis should be the one. I, if it was up to me, all the shows, because you know, Crisis is gonna get all the ratings, right? You, and and yeah. some of these shows are getting better ratings than other shows. If it was up to me, every single one of these shows would be leading directly into Crisis. We should be all in Crisis mode together. <laughs> crisis alert! <laughs> crisis alert! <laughs> uh, somebody who else? Um, the fans are in Crisis mode because Batwoman's coming. I can't wait. And uh, I just oh. want to watch it just to piss off everybody. <laughs> Even though Ruby Rose I'm... couldn't make it to Comic Con, uh, it did. Uh, they showed, I think, the first episode, and it did generate a strong buzz uh, when, it was pre- when it was previewed. Uh, so a formal public unveiling of it. Rumors have it that Tommy Elliot, aka Hush, might be showing up, and Alice is the season one big bad. But tell me a little bit about Batwoman, Yogi. Okay, so I'm happy to see Batwoman on the screen. I think it's fine. I think. Uh, there's been a large bat, or like a looming bat presence over the Arrowverse yes. over the years. Yep. So if you can't do a Bruce Wayne show, you might as well do something like this. Right. I don't mind. Um, I think it was a stupid decision to go backwards. To show uh, her established as a as a costume vigilante in Elseworlds. But yeah, because it was so... This, yeah, it was so well received. You know, yeah. everyone was like, oh, wow, she did so much better than I thought she would. I felt that way, too, because I was like, oh, Ruby Rose, her best role. She was a mute in John Wick. Yeah. So, like, how's <laughs> oh this going to work? God, yeah. So, when I saw Elseworlds, I was like, oh, wow, she did this great. And now, when the Batgirl, when the Batwoman show starts, we're going all the way back to the origin. And now we're going to do yet another Arrowverse origin episode. And it's like, oh, yeah. Okay then. Yeah. Um, also, I don't really feel like DC Comics really, like, really ever put the rocket behind Batwoman. They, you know, what happened was when the New Fifty Two started, she was one of the she was she was one of the most well received books. Yeah. And then DC decided to tell the uh, to tell the author to tell the writer that they did not want to allow him to marry. They didn't want to allow him to marry Batwoman. Yeah, they didn't Maggie want her Sawyer, marry. right? It was her and Maggie. She was supposed to marry Maggie Sawyer. You know, uh, she's uh, her and her girlfriend, Maggie. Yep. So the creator, he left. He left. They left. We're done with this. And then ever since then, she kind of fell to the wayside until, I want to say, Rebirth's Detective Comics. And she was really well written there. She was great. She was great. She was great. Who was, uh, who was, who was on that? Dan Jurgens? That was, wasn't that Tinian? It might be. Let me actually, let me make sure. Yeah, let check, me... check on that. But I, I, I think now that you've mentioned that run, and uh, I, I think she's gonna fill that pragmatic, uh, space that Ali left because in that run she was very black and white. Like enemies get put down and heroes are heroes. Like there's no, we don't got time to waste because there's lives on the line, and that's very much Oliver Queen. So she might be taking the reins there. Um, but 
it's funny that they're, they're putting her front and center like this because it reminds me very much of Captain Marvel where it's like, you guys didn't really ever care about characterizing this or making a better story for this character and now you're just going to try to pull continuity, I guess, out, out of the backside. I can, I can, see, I can actually sticks. see how that how that bothers a lot of people because, you know, you got... You well, you know, you got the the homophobes and the misogynists, and you you can ignore them. But but I can see how true comic fans or like true fans of the Arrowverse feel as though man, she came out of nowhere, and you guys are trying to position her as the new Arrow when we barely even know this person. So I can I can get that. I don't. I'm I'm almost hoping that that's not the case here. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I would mind as do you, much. Do you like, have a it, it, preferred um? The fact that no, here? that's that's one of the reasons I don't mind because I can't think of anybody else who could do it. What about Superman? So I would love if they would pull the trigger on that, but I'm not sure that they have enough room for both a Supergirl and a Superman show. If it was a, I I mean, I mean if it was up to me, Superman, Tyler Hoechlin, like yeah. his Superman is awesome. Yeah, it is. Now you've got Lois; she's giving birth to John Kent. You can do that Super Dad story that was so well received by everyone, including myself. It's a whole new side of Superman that has never been seen on TV before. And so, it's, just so, it's just so weird, Yogi, like watching them do huge legitimate comic book things on this show that like you got to think that the DC execs are not watching. Like the higher up Warner Brother people are not really paying attention to. Like they're really getting deep dives into some of this stuff. Like that planet that they went on specifically to give birth. You know, like that's, that's a cut there. Like they didn't have to do that, but they did that because it makes the most sense. I think, I, I, think I, I really dig what they're doing. We're going with their deep history. I'm, I'm actually looking now at, uh, I was looking at, it was actually James Sinian, that okay. the detective comic, you were right. But I also ran across uh, uh, a spoiler-free review of uh, the first episode of Batwoman where they okay. kind of felt the way that I feel uh-huh. and that it was a mistake to go backwards because this episode felt like a generic uh, Arrowverse origin or episode. Any, or any superhero origin episode. Or right? any, like exactly. Go back because it flashbacks willy-nilly how they got there and then right at the end they go, I'm ready to do this. <laughs> and then, it, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it apparently has a lot of promise and they're looking forward to seeing where it goes. I'm personally looking forward to see the pilot myself so that I can uh, give my own opinion. But I see that it shares my preemptive opinion and I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit, I'm a bit frustrated now that we talk about it because it, it's like they will do anything but have a Batman show. Like they will do young. They'll Batman. even give you a young. They yeah, exactly. They'll give you Gotham Batman. before they, they give you a Batman show. They acknowledge his existence, they and they. Will, yeah. I think that it's almost a mistake to have part of the Batwoman plot be that Bruce is missing because you almost have to find him now. Yeah, yeah. You have to bring and him we back. Are, well, and that's we probably are what they're gonna do for the whole series. She's probably gonna spend like at least one or two episodes every season still trying to find solve that mystery. But the thing is, we already know where he's at. He's in Titans, so that's why. That's why. <laughs> no, that's that. Actually, <laughs> oh, now that you mentioned that. Now that you mentioned that, I do got a little bit of hope that eventually he will show up because yeah. if they were lenient enough to let us have a Batman and they cast Bruce for season two, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, so like we're fully getting Batman now. So I'm like, if DWB is getting lenient like that, to, is there sto- uh, is there story left to give him though? I feel like they would have given all his best stories to other people. Well, I don't think Basically he has the arrow. To, uh, I don't think he has to be like a regular character. Yeah, you know, okay. like maybe yeah. an appearance. the same way they did on Titan where he exists. But um, I guess they've retired him in the Arrowverse, so 
Yeah. You can leave him retired or something after, I guess, a crossover appearance. That one of those, uh, an appearance in one of those uh, DC crossovers, which, again, I'm not sure where we're going after Crisis. Like, what's left to do? Yeah. But, <laughs> but they got to do something. They're going to sweep the rug, and they're going to end up pulling Christian Bale for that Crisis episode. Watch, oh, I'll, I'll have you. a heart attack. Black, <laughs> Black Lightning is returning in Season 3. They're bringing in the Mar- Markovian War, which I think is something they're dealing with in Young Justice at the moment. Uh, Markovians having uh, using basically humans as weapons, like they're making their own metahumans, um, and that can be interesting. I like Black Lightning season one. I didn't finish season two, but I'm, I mean, if it's good, I really like. Then I really liked Black Lightning. I think um, I'm sure I know that they wanted to keep it separate from anything else, but I was hoping he would make an appearance in the Crisis as well. This is the big thing. And this is Everyone a CW show it. too, right? It's yeah, there. but apparently, and they've even acknowledged like other metahumans on their world. So I was hoping that he would be part of their multiverse, yeah. but uh, I guess not. I guess it's completely standalone. Yeah, uh, which, which I guess that that's what the people who are writing the show, who who are running the show, want. So it is what it is. But I think it's a mistake not to uh, not to have it in the fabric of the rest of the Arrowverse. What is what is the deal with the Markovians? Is that usually what they're doing? It's usually like. Like, is that definitely what they're stuff? doing in uh? Is that definitely what they're doing in 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 Black Lightning? Is it like human trafficking? Uh, well, they did. They're at least saying that they're using humans to make them into metas to make them into weapons. Uh, I I mean, I feel like that's what <laughs> that's what Young Justice is doing, right? That is exact. That is exactly what's going on in Young Justice. And right Black now. Lightning's in Young Justice. And Black Lightning is definitely in Young Justice. He okay. he he got memed for like bending over the uh, light. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? Livewire, Live right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Supergirl. But, uh, Supergirl. Supergirl's uh, coming, but my boy Jimmy Olsen's leaving. One one quick thing Bro. about um, one quick thing about Markovia is um, I wonder if that means that we're going to get Terra in uh, Black Lightning. Because her, uh, she's a princess. Ooh. She's like, it, well, not the princess. She was the illegitimate daughter of um, of uh, the king and queen of Markovia. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's a pretty big thing to just ignore if you're gonna bring in. <laughs> if you're gonna. That's the same blonde from the original uh, Teen Titans show, right? That's one... that Stroke's little pedo. Yeah, that. Friend. Yeah, that He's... one. That like to I infiltrate think... the Teen Titans. Right, and but turned I... out she was on Slade's side. I do think that that if oh, they do that, they might man, do that. that twist Titans, hurt that, as a that kid. That storyline fits M A. Like you can you can do that. You know, like you can if given some time and effort. We got a Beast Boy live action. He can only turn into a tiger. It's a, it's a long story, but uh, maybe man, maybe DC has so many great stories, but they can't tell them until they've established everybody and everybody trusts each other. That's what takes them so almost... long with these issues. I'm almost tired of seeing the Terra because Terra only has the one story. Like yes, it's yeah, it's yes. the one story where she Stacey. joins the team, everyone loves her, and then she she's in love with Deathstroke, and she's underage, and Deathstroke is a pedophile, and I don't know. No, it's it's, it's yeah. Going back now, that episode seems kind of weird, but it's Gwen Stacy. It's you know she sh- oh she showed up oh she's great oh we know what's gonna happen are we just yeah, looking at your watch? I wasn't that well versed in comics when I was like nine years old, eight, ten years old when this episode came out. But it's like so watching the Titanic. It's like yeah. you, you're just waiting for the end because you know what happened at the end, so you're just waiting for the end. For you me, know? I had no idea that that twist was ever coming in that show. So as a kid, when when Nick t- revealed that she was working for Slade the whole time, I felt just as hurt as the Teen Titans because it's like as you should. I had two weeks of watch because you know this is when the t- the show was on TV, so I was watching it weekly. So yeah. it's like I had to wait two weeks for this reveal. So I felt like 
those two weeks I was with that character. That makes sense. Terrible, terrible twist. I mean, not terrible. Well, people don't like to feel feel betrayed. I felt so betrayed. But you know who else feels betrayed? Lena Luthor. Because she's been hanging out with Cara Danvers, and that's been her best friend. Alex Luthor's sister's been hanging out with Supergirl, not knowing she was Supergirl. Now she found out she's Supergirl. So she is pissed. She is pissed. She is pissed because she had been, she has been defending Supergirl and and defending Kara in a lot of ways and really not trying to be made a fool of and she was not only made a fool of but the person who pointed it out to her is the person she kind of hates the most Lex Lex is like you see you can't trust these people look at them look this is what's wrong and so we might be seeing uh, Lena Lena um, get closer to I guess the fam family ties of of uh, evilness that's going on there and Leviathan is supposedly showing up. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I have mean, to get on Supergirl. Yeah. After that That's Lex Luthor drop, <laughs> Leviathan I'm at the gonna, same time in the comics, <laughs> it's definitely not gonna be the same Leviathan as it is in the comics because you know the Al Ghuls are all over Arrow and yeah. Supergirl's its own thing on Earth 39. Right. Which, by the way, I don't even think that there's gonna be an Earth 39 post Crisis on Infinite Earth. Makes a lot I think of sense. Gonna, I think it's all gonna be on one Earth. I mean, they <laughs> try to they try to patch it up with. Oh, here's this intergalactic beeper that you could just press and go wherever you want. But it'd be much easier if everyone was just in the same world. Yeah, she had she pulls out the the Rick Sanchez time gun or the, the portal gun. Just yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it's, literally, a bu- it's, it's literally a button. that. Yeah, it's a button. It's literally a blink and then ding ding. It's uh, actually more. I need to yeah, know the science it's, behind it's, that. <laughs> I need to know the science behind that. How do you guys feel about our tall uh, drink of water, um, Macad Brooks? Jimmy Olsen leave, leaving Supergirl. Is oh, he man, the tall James. of water? I've never heard him. He's describe... the tall, He's at least the tallest person on that show. I'm pretty sure he's the tallest. Well, I mean, it's person a show full show. of women. Of course, he's gonna. Hey, be the tallest. don't be talking about man, Marshall Manhunter like that. Right? He's he's there too. Wynn had to leave. Wynn's Wynn's gone. I think he's in. Wynn is back. Is he back? Actually, next season. Yeah. Woo! He was on. Uh, he went to Broadway for a, for a bit there. Yeah, he was out. He was out singing. Doing his thing, okay. uh, but he's gonna be back. He's gonna be back for the next season. McCod Brooks is gone. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Olsen is no more. I like this version of Jimmy. I mean, I was I kind of want a regular Jimmy, but like we haven't had like Batman v Superman had a Jimmy that was CIA that got shot in the head. Uh, yeah. Supergirl had giant tall hunky Jimmy. I kind of want a little dorky stupid Jimmy, but uh, <laughs> scrawny little redhead I, with freckles. Yeah. What's the deal with redheads anyway? What is it with redheads? Why can't they exist anymore? I don't know. Yeah, they just poor redheads, man. First, it was South South Park's problem for making it seem that. Pour one out for redheads because Iris, Wally, Jimmy, you can't have redheads. Ariel. Ariel is not. Yeah, this, this is another not, one. We're throwing in redheads. Yeah. Straight first. Let's let me put this out there because this can be confused for like yes. one of those. Put this out things. there. Send all hate mail to at Yogi her. at comic book. Now go ahead. <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. People. I, don't, I don't care. Like I don't care that they cast uh, African American people as characters that used to be white. You know, yeah. like that don't bother me. That's it. They're all fictional freaking characters. It right. doesn't matter. I was just asking. You know, like. What? It's just suspicious, what? right? Like, how? Why are all these redheads being recast? You know exactly. Like, what is it? Why are we at war against the redheads? Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it happens. Yeah, it happens a lot more often than we. And it's weird. Are natural redheads just that hard to find? It's all South Park's <laughs> fault for making gingers seem to be like they're soulless. Oh, that's what it is. They can't that's even, what it is. That South Park episode. Ginger on set. They don't want none of that. To, none of that to happen. 
Uh, let's go. Let's start talking about DC Universe. Uh, Young Justice renewed for season four. Yes. Um, people were cry- People were screaming. I want to. Have cry. you been watching Young Justice? I have oh, not. Yes. I have not. Oh my god. Okay, like the DC Universe season. First of all, they toned up because they no longer have to uh, to conform to Cartoon Network's uh, censorship. So they stuff, yeah. do whatever they want now. And if it was good, it was good on Cartoon Network, but it is great. Right now, and I thought that they brought it back to end it after one season, but to find out that we're gonna get more, I'm excited. That's my favorite. Like DC Universe has a lot of high quality shows, but Young Justice is my jam. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's perfect. It's just absolutely amazing. I, rem- show. I remember the riots in the streets. People had to get this season three out. They really wanted season three out. Yeah, they really wanted. So years. it was old. Yeah, yeah. I'm just about to say it. It was years, yeah. man. The reason, the reason that it got canceled was so hard. Like it was such bullshit. You like yeah. it's it's. They, girl, people weren't buying toys, and they thought that the reason for that was that it had too many strong female leads. Garbage. That's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. a horrible, horrible reason to, to cancel a TV show. Yes. Okay? Yeah, definitely. I'm very glad to see it back. I'm very glad that season three did not listen to any of the garbage that they heard. Like, they're not even trying to sell toys anymore. They're just trying to make good stories but like that's personally what they should like, do merch uh, merchandise is gonna come you know people are gonna buy t-shirts they are gonna buy the plush toys it's gonna happen when you just let it happen but to make something specifically to sell merchandise that's when you have no passion you have no creative uh, art at all you're yeah. just like we need to make money 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 what's gonna work money 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 unfortunately today that's the reason most animation most animated shows are made to sell yeah. toys. It's uh, they actually killed that 3D Green Lantern show specifically because it wasn't selling toys and because stores wouldn't pick up Green Lantern merchandise because they were still burned by all the merchandise they got left with from the bad the movies. movies. Yeah, the movie. I bought a lot of merchandise <laughs> from that movie. I bought Converse's. I bought reversible T-shirts. I got a hat. Your I actually... effort is appreciated, but it was not enough, unfortunately. <laughs> where is my uh, Cliff Steel with Kung Fu action? Because Doom Patrol has been renewed for season two, and simultaneously would be bo- on both HBO. HBO Max and the I, DC Universe. I want to cry. Because... But that's fueling rumors that maybe Warner Brothers might be uh, getting at the end of this DC Universe app experiment that they're going on. As long as... As long as we can, as long as it doesn't have, like, if Warner Brothers wants to absorb DC Universe, but keep all the content, you know, fine. You know, it's Warner Media, it belongs to them anyway, why would they want to cannibalize their own uh, subscriber numbers by having two streaming services out? I get it. But, if you're gonna kill DC Universe and not bring Titans, and not bring Young Justice, and not bring Doom Patrol, it's a stupid decision. Yeah. They might lose some of their subscribers because of the, the such the like the love for Doom Patrol, like it has a really well, nice following. I don't yeah. think I don't think they're gonna lose because like HBO Max is looking to be like big, you know, like Disney Plus big. Yeah, it's gonna be. I wouldn't be surprised if those end up being the, the one and two. Uh, Netflix. They lost are. Its first I think first of all, have, okay, so this is not Comic Con related news, but like, have you heard about Netflix lately? Yeah, it just lost its first set of. It just Ooh, had its first boy. down it, period it was, of. Seventeen yeah. billion dollars in worth gone. Yeah. Yep. yep. God. Yep. And Jeez. and they gotta think that, that that money is fueling a lot of those original shows and movies. Um, and How many a lot people of, are getting rid of their Netflixes for Hulu? And not to be not to be insensitive, because I can't come up with a better metaphor. But there's a lot of talented people on the teats of Netflix right now. 
you know, that are literally hanging by those Netflix checks for their original movies, original that's television what, that's shows. That's what they're getting. Like, stand Netflix up, is like, yo, we can give you this stand-up. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll premiere so, your TV show. But the, the House of Mouse, baby, and then Warner Brothers, like, they have money, too. And so, who knows? Who knows the the Mickey happen? Mouse and the Bugs Bunny is running everything. I'm absolutely ecstatic, though, that Doom Patrol is renewed. It's just the kind of weirdness that, that the DC Universe needs. Um, I think it's a brush of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. From with all of this content that we're getting from comics to movies, I think Doom Patrol is just straight up. It it, it knows what it is, and it's not holding up. It, it's continuing to put its foot on the gas and just go. Yeah. No, most like definitely, definitely. Like within the first three episodes, Swamp it was thing. awesome. Yeah, Swamp Thing was doing that too. Um, and if you're still down, Yogi, me and you could cover Swamp Thing. I'm always down to cover Swamp Thing. I'm mo- like. My my problem with Swamp Thing right now is that I haven't watched it because I'm worried that I'm going to like it. And yeah. if I like it, yeah. I am going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, that's... Yeah, I feel you. Maybe, hey, maybe... Like, hey, is it worth liking it, this show right now? It worked with Young Justice. Maybe it worked with Swamp Thing. Who knows? But, you know, like, who would who would even bring back Swamp Thing? Yeah, yeah, the, the vehicle that was used to bring back Young Justice is the vehicle where Swamp Thing died. Yes, you know? this is true. So... I'm I'm very angry about that, so I'm I'm like worried. So, but I'm always down to cover Swamp Thing. So you awesome. let me know. Awesome. Uh, Titan season two halted because of a stuntman's death. Uh, footage was oh, so shown sad. at San Diego Comic Con, not of the death, but of the heroes in their suits. Um, we also got to see Deathstroke in his suit. We got to see Garth. Uh, Aqualad is 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 there front and center alongside Donna Troy with the rest of the Titans. The Titans cast and crew was not present. At Comic Con because of the loss of their crew member, and that's Is just that just sucks. Oh, I didn't realize they were. I didn't even realize they were gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were not there. Um, and the, the production had to be halted for a couple of days because of the death of the crew member. So, um, sucks, but uh, no, it just sucks. There's no but. Yeah, <laughs> that, no, it's just that's sucks. it. It just sucks. Um, Harley Quinn. Did you guys get to see that trailer? I did. That actually nah, looks fun. I didn't. I mean, I didn't even know what happened. Yeah, pretty, it looks really fun. It looks really I thought, fun. Um, it's, it's adult, adult as hell. <laughs> yeah, definitely for adults. Um, I guess what picking up where uh, Marvel would have had their Deadpool animated series, but since it didn't happen, Harley Quinn's here to fill that void with the yeah. DCs like jumping and jumping on that. I think it looked all right. So they're gonna have it's, a Harley um, Quinn show and a movie, or is it's it just yeah? Oh right. yeah, the Harley Quinn promotional pushes all the. It's good. It's it's. At 100 right now. She's starring in Heroes but, in Crisis. She's this, got her own this, show. But this is one of these, uh, like, this is like a, an Adult Swim kind of show. This is like a William Street kind of kind of production. Uh, like, uh, it's, it's, it's it looks real tongue-in-cheek. Right. It's it real tongue-in-cheek. Right. Everything looks good. Uh, I don't I'm think, it's not like, it doesn't look like must-see TV, but it's I will start it once I hear from you guys. And also, it looks like. Poison Ivy's playing like a Daria S character who's just over. They're everything. supposed to be. They're supposed <laughs> to be like lovers, right? Yeah, I this... think so. Well, this season will show what Harley wants now that the Joker is out of her life. She wants to be the biggest bad. The pilot sets up the whole season, and they will be serialized, and you will meet her crew by episode four. Your boy Kite Man will be on the show. Nice. And Hell- yeah. <laughs> nice. And Bane is also a big part. And once Harley gets eyes of the Legion of Doom, you will get heavy hitters like Lex and Black Manta come into the story. She needs her hyenas. If she doesn't have her hyenas, hyenas I'm gonna be really no. I'm sorry. I'm what... more. I'm more happy that every form of media, movies, animation, comics, we're all showing a Harley Quinn that's moved on from the abusive relationship that she no, was. No, that in. I will yeah, agree. That is amazing. Like a feat for them. Years and years and years of them 
portraying her with this Stockholm syndrome and and like little girls misunderstanding that and like growing up to like emulate and want that. Oh, I cannot stand yeah, every like, time I see. Doesn't matter what gender. I just can't stand seeing these love quotes, these really weird love quotes <laughs> over Harley a Quinn. picture. No, but it's always a picture of Harley Quinn and the Joker together. It's like, oh, uh, she's she's my, my queen. She's my crazy and all that crap. It's like, bro, do you guys <laughs> read a comic? Just pick up one, it's please. Y- Yogi. not okay to get the shit slapped out of you by your boyfriend. That is not cool. Particularly okay? pick up the comic of, uh, I think it was Death No, that's all I was just about to ask one of you guys. Pick up, pick up the where, fucking comic. Where uh, Joker comes back with his face ripped off and he uh, confesses to Harley that there's a like mass grave of other Harleys that he's had for years that he made wear the black and red clown thing like t- <laughs> she is so one is that of... still is that still canon listen was it I, I, don't, I, I don't want it to be now I don't know but I don't want that it to happened. be that's sc- I'm, I'm, I have chills. I was just like wow that's really fucked no like, that's it's all, so it's all screwed but damn, that was that was that was incredibly. It's like, dark. oh, you think you've been with me since the beginning? I just brainwashed you to think that I've actually had nine of you. So yeah. You're number ten. Do you want to be number eleven? Basically, like, yeah. Because then that then that then that begs the question: like, how old is the Joker? <laughs> you know, no, 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 I've, I've, act, I wasn't there, isn't there a, uh, one of those, like, I don't know if it's well, canon, but where, he, or whatever, yeah, right? isn't there like the, he's like a pale faced demon? There's three of them, Yogi, why you keep forgetting, There's bro? There's three, okay, well, she's, <laughs> well, that also, that begs a new question, like, does, has Harley, has Harley, been in bed with all three jokers. Is this true? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the show answers that question. At the same time, separately, I don't know. Your questions and more will be answered on the Harley Quinn yeah. TV show. Hopefully. You'll hopefully. get backstories like The Flash and The Arrow. Yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make, I think I'm going to make that shirt, is this in continuity? <laughs> there think, you go. I think that's a great oh, comic no, book question. You, have to, you, have, you know the meme that Piper, that, that, that. The, the porn chick meme where she's like surrounded like the little white girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, I'm so mad that you actually know her last <laughs> name. <laughs> he's a historian. Ben. He's a historian. He's a, he's a, he's a goodwill ambassador. Oh, my man uh, loves the eroticas. Because is it in continuity is the question that everybody wants to know in regards to the Watchmen show coming on HBO. I, 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 I chills. No, no. Chills, uh, so much chills. I actually watched, got a chance to watch the trailer five minutes before we were calling you to record this. Yes. And I, George, can tell you, I was just flipping out. It was so good. I liked it. How do you it feel, looked Yogi? so good. I thought it looked much better than I thought it would. Okay, so I'm like, I was not a fan of hearing that HBO was gonna do Watchmen, but it was like a, uh, I don't know, like, is this like a sequel? I, I would call it a spiritual no, yeah, sequel. This looks like a, like a like 20 year sequel of some sort. Or a that, spin-off? Especially if Ozymandias <laughs> is like in his 70s now. So Yeah, he's old. He's like really old and everyone acknowledges the squid thing. So it would be like a sequel to the book rather than the movie. Right. Regina um, King, which might be give her all the awards. Regina King under Damian Lindelof. I give like her Regina all King. The like it looks, yeah, she, she, okay, she was my favorite part of the trailer. Yeah. She's an amazing, she's, she's like, an amazing okay. actress. I love seeing the cops um, in the in the mask, the masked police. Yeah, those, we're these with that, that's followers. a story, right? That's a story now, right? After the same this same government that uh, banned masked vigilantes has now turned their entire police force into masked yes, because vigilantes. because Regina King's character uh, had a home invasion because she was a cop and they could see her face. So if okay. if vigilantes are allowed to mask up to protect the people that they love, so are cops. But because they are now masked. Some of them are taking it a bit too far. 
which is that's an amazing you know, concept actually and it also that's deals smart. a lot with police oversight and and what you know like what's too much and it's gonna be a uh, dystopian future of a totalitarian kind of government it's all beautiful there's a eyes. there's a picture of somebody drawing a squid so that was that was kind of cool to see uh, i thought i thought like i said i thought it was much better than i thought it would be and then there was the surprise appearance at the end like did we know dr manhattan would be on the show i did not know i didn't know either I don't know why. Why I didn't know? That seems like much easier to do than probably anybody else because it's literally just special effects. Well, I guess when like when your only like knowledge of the Watchmen outside of its comic is the Zack Snyder movie, and like to me, that's still there's nothing else. Yeah, there is nothing. Else. Yeah. So like that's so it's like oh, uh, if you don't if you don't care about Watchmen, you're not gonna want to research Watchmen. If you do care about Watchmen, you're gonna want. But this is what I, this is my thing though. I think that this show is made intentionally for like obviously. You're gonna get a richer uh, enjoyment from if you've read the graphic novel and if you watched the movie. But past that point, we're all on the same page. Past that point, we ha- all have to. We're all gonna take this in as it's presented to us with no backstory, unless they give us. That's a even better because and now I, you I don't like have that. that split. Now you don't have that split of like diehard source material fans that are like, "This is not like the source material." This. Then you have those people that, are like, that don't know anything about comics. Like we're all gonna be able to enjoy this together in one beautiful. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah. That's actually great that they don't have. They aren't beholden. They aren't beholden to any source material because it's post, uh, whatever version of the story they're going with. Yeah. I mean, I said this since episode three of the major issues. I love Watchmen. Top ten for me. It's one of my top ten favorite comic book movies. I don't. I can't truly go into explaining about it, but it, there's just something about the Watchmen that's just. It catches my eyes in every sense of the word. For me. Well, Watchmen is my. Uh, Watchmen is probably in my top three, and and it's like I know. Um, it goes against like my normal comic book instinct to love a movie like this because I do know oh, it man, took do all it. the darker aspects of the story and adapted it rather than the message it was trying to tell. Right. It, it, but I love the movie, dude. It's yes. such a good yes. movie. I don't. I don't get it. I I get that people don't like it, but it's like at the same time, I don't want to get why people don't like it, and I understand that. No, that, no I get it. I get it. I totally get why they don't like it, especially fans of the original story, and then, and then especially Alan Moore fans, because Alan Moore it does not want anything that he's ever worked on adapted because he doesn't feel as though it can be properly done. And I guess he would be right. <laughs> so no, he wasn't wrong. But I think that ending where they, where they where they uh, kept out the whole squid fighting and they just had like uh, bull, um, what's it called missiles. No, it was uh, Manhattan's energy. Yeah, it was Manhattan's energy yeah. thing. That was it. And to, to be able to blame him to yeah. cause world peace, like, yeah. I thought that was brilliant. I mean, it's kind of sort of the same message, just uh, create an outside threat so that everybody stops fighting and No, but to that. make it Manhattan and the way he was, the way I mean, Vite was, like, put, putting those breadcrumbs of giving his closest people cancer and yeah. stuff. And But the reason why, the reason why I, I, I mentioned that is because this might be going off of the squid, which at the end of the book, instead of Manhattan, he teleports an alien squid. Yeah, and that's who does the massacre that ends up bringing everybody else together. So, in this, you see somebody drawing the squid with the eye in the middle and all that stuff. So this might actually be that. Um, and what a what a brilliant uh, piece of casting with Jeremy Irons playing the old Ozymandias. Uh, I love Jeremy Irons. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> I like man? the pompous nature of the Ozymandias character. So I think that he, I think he'll fit right in. Just like a. I didn't like Matthew Good as. Zondi Mandius a little bit like no. I liked his look like I liked his look but as soon as he started talking at the end I I just I don't know why it just felt like 
not cookie cutter, but more like, are you even trying okay. to, to save billions? Like, you could give us a little bit more emotion than that, my man. What do you think about Ozymandias in the film? Yogi. I think, I, I, I mean, we only got to see a little bit of Jeremy Irons, right? But uh, yeah. it's Jeremy Irons. <laughs> yes. It should, it should work. Well, he, the, the, I think he's like pronounced dead, but secretly living. Is that, is that what's going on? That'd be the only way to live, right? Like, yeah. After all that, like, you have to just go into hiding forever. Well, I mean, if if this is going to follow the Watchmen movie, then, yeah, you're going to have to go into hiding because Rorschach's journal is out there. And but that's why I'm thinking that... I think we did that's... see... Yeah. Well, the, the journal's always going to be out there. Yeah, like, we, movie see, or we, book, we the saw a bunch of Rorschach followers, and they might be using the journal as a bit of a manifesto. I think that's that's probably, so, I think, what why he has the yeah. Rorschach followers. That's, like, the new Bible of that dystopian but they, future. the Rorschach followers might just be truthers, though. Like, I don't know if everybody's keen to the whole... Ozymandias did it all. It might just be one of those, uh, what is it, jet fuel can't melt steel beams kind of situation where uh, people are yeah, like, yeah. where people are like, no, it, he did it. It was him. And everyone's like, yeah, a guy with a sock on your face that has black on it. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely was. It was Ozymandias. Yeah, okay. I'm just down to watch a bunch of like people in Rorschach masks beating up people, doing home <laughs> invasions. Like, like, I'm down for it, man. This looks so good. It just looks so good. I'm, I'm sad crossed. that there's no Patrick Wilson, but um, but anything with Lindelof's name attached is going to be gold. Go watch The Leftovers, everybody. Great show. Great show. Plug in for the week. Uh, yes. Uh, let's close the door on DC and open the big old door that is Marvel, uh, Marvel Comics. And let's start with Marvel Comics Comics because uh, we got a little bit of a tease. We were told that Annihilation is only the beginning. And come November 2019, we will know exactly what that means. What do you think that means, Yogi? Donnie Kate, uh, well, Coates, it's Donnie, right? Yeah. He's been doing he's been doing a great job resurrecting Marvel Cosmic after Bendis shitted uh kind of killed it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. Marvel Cosmic from I want to say 2004 to 2011 is is must read stuff. If you haven't Make some time in the future. Go start with uh, Thanos. Maybe the twelve, the twelve issue story Thanos. Work your way over to uh, Annihilators. That's how you get. That's how you get the Black reading. Order. That's how you get a lot of those layers that we see now. A lot of the more defined layers were because people took great time and effort to make those characters three dimensional when they were really just aliens that would show up on occasion in the Earth books. Well, you see, know? that's what I love about villains. That's not the sympathetic villains. I hate I hate sympathetic villains. I don't want to I, I don't want to feel like this could be me if this happened to me. Like right. I'm I'm not down for that. Uh, but I oh, do no, I prefer that to tell you <laughs> I got to disagree with you there. I prefer Oh, that's why we have these villains. shows, baby, to disagree with me. Disagree with me all day, man, but No, I, no, yeah. <laughs> like like I yeah. love Thanos because he wasn't a sympathetic villain in a sense in the movies. The movies Thanos. He wasn't right. sympathetic as more as he looked like he could have been a good guy under any other circumstances. Throw him in a movie with all other bad guys and, that are that want to stop him, and he would have seemed like the good guy trying to get his people back. Try, same for Michael Shannon in, in Man of Steel. Any yeah. other situation, he would have been seen as a good guy because he was trying to get his people back. He was trying to save his people. Stuff like that I find to be character death that I love. Yeah. But But saying like... The Joker is uh, like an army veteran that that had one bad day and now he just wants to do all this bad stuff. Like I, I can't see that. Like I, I mean, he pretty much is. I get. Like, I know. He's I not get. An army veteran, but no. I get. I get. You know. I get the point because, um, some heroes uh, work well with depth. 
Some yes. heroes, unless you know exactly what you're doing, just leave them where they're at. Marvel Cosmic left a lot of characters by the wayside. We not, Right now, we're getting another resurgence with guys like um, they're doing uh, Silver Surfer Black. You know, um, they're trying to give more uh, depth to some of these characters that people are too... I, I just think people are too scared to touch. I think that Marvel Comic Cosmic the truth of it. sometimes, especially when talking about stories like Annihilation, is so far-reaching and so big concept. Annihilation. Annihilation is must read too. Yes, and it's big concept. I think it's pretty big concept when you consider the um, the amount of people. I'm halfway through. Uh, I have not finished. Did you Did you start it? You started reading it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get my comicsology back because I know I got like the thing. The thing is, you know, I'll do that and then I'm I'm binging Heroes in Crisis and then I'll get back on it and then Spider Man shows up. I got to do cover something for Homecoming, so I'm constantly bouncing uh, to and from. But Annihilation is literally the thing I go back to because. I've heard so many great things. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out, uh, not figure out, I'm really trying to experience it as it was intended, especially considering that it's coming back around, which means we might have to just cover Annihilation for, yes, for, for a that, yeah. major issue. So, yes. It, there's a lot. <laughs> somewhere somewhere out there, GT is screaming into the, into the ethos. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Please. Keep the bugs away from me. No. As a matter of fact, GT, if you're listening, you're on the episode two now. <laughs> oh. Mandatory. <laughs> Mandatory. Um, yeah, so uh, Annihilation was a humongous book that um, like you were saying, GT. I mean, GT. Whoa. You got me saying GT now. Yogi, he'll, be saying saying about... it, he'll be saying it after he reads it. <laughs> <laughs> Annihilation was a book dealing with uh, Annihilus, right? He was a uh, yes. a copper. Yes. It's it's a great it's a nihilist has been um, he feels as though the universe like he's from the negative zone and he feels as though the regular universe is in print is in I want to say infringing on yeah. his territory yes. so now he wants to take it all with so the annihilation wave released his annihilation wave which is basically billions upon billions of giant alien so bugs so many <laughs> so many they actually it, show in the book like. The solar system, like the, the galaxy system that they're dealing with, and you can just see the wave going over planets and just can't like cannibalizing the whole thing. Like it just the annihilation yeah. war was the was 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 the cause of the deaths of actual trillions, like yes. trillions of trillions of uh, aliens and and I don't want to call them aliens because that's insensitive, right? <laughs> the whole story takes yes, in yes, space. Yes. <laughs> but Na- native um, planetarians. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't know that they would be able to adapt something like that because it's so crazy looking, you know. Like. And they also kind of, they also kind of like, uh, kind of made Annihilus look not that great in Hickman's Fantastic Four. Or is, or am was I? He um, in, um, wasn't he of the pet of Johnny Storm? Remember, Annihilus ends up becoming like on, the pet um, of Johnny Storm. I think Jonathan. Yeah, well, but that was uh. All of that, you can even tie all of that back. But yeah, Johnny Storm was actually killed by uh, Annihilus. And killed then, and he never and came back. Zone. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, <laughs> weird. So like he was just killed over and over and over again by Annihilus. And eventually he was able to overpower him. And then he <laughs> he, killed, he took him on a leash. Yep. And that was actually pretty funny to see. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Because it, it made Johnny Storm look like a badass. Which I mean, I'm, is, always, I'm always he's for. He's bad. He's a freaking badass for sure. Yeah, I'm always for. Hey man, when you're Spider-Man's roommate in the '80s cartoons, you gotta be a badass <laughs> in the '80s cartoons. So we got, um, we have, um, yeah. So we seem to have a next fairing, a space fairing adventure. 
Um, but Marvel likes to take their villains and put spotlights on them. Superior Spider-Man getting its own title now. Um, and we uh, we dealt with. But it's not really. A, well, yeah, I was just really I was just about to say like he, he was trying so? to he was no he, what he was trying to do is he was trying to one up Spider Man by yeah. being but like no, by no. being but now, but now he so is. that's why I felt that's how I, I interpreted now it. he is you know, he just is that was the Spider-Man. reason no that no, was not, the reason initially yeah, was he was that, trying to become superior but in th- in living the life of Peter Parker and living a life through his memories and dealing with his people oh, and the best books I ever. He when he put the spider bugs, those little bots that were patrolling the city, amazing. His relationship with PhD, his relationship was better. Parker Industries. Didn't he get like a PhD well, like a week? Auto. That's all <laughs> Yo, he got a PhD like a week, I think it was. Yeah, that's like, all. Because he already had it. He already was a doctor. Yeah, so he, he knew everything. So he, he knew to, everything. Yeah, he had to, man. He had to do. That story was actually really fun. No, it was, well. it's a great story. One of these days, we might have to like just do a like little throwback cover for it. And a little, a little, a little one that they did was Infamous Iron Man, where Doctor Doom took over Iron Man's spot when Iron Man was gone. That was so it's great. That was I good as well. Dude. How many I villains missed. took over Iron Man's seat? I know Norman Iron Osborn was. Uh, it's just a suit, right? I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, like that, that, that mantle, though. Like Norman Osborn was straight up yeah. villain in crazy. Iron Man suit. Yeah, but you know, Doom, Doom, Doom was being a good guy. Doom has always been like like an ambiguous because he's not like a straight up. Ha, mwah, ha, ha, like a and he guy, has honor, know? right? He has like this weird place oh, yes. of honor. Doom's, Doom's code of honor is legendary. Like a lot of people, a lot of people I know is like Doom is their favorite character. Yeah. No, no, that's that's true. A lot of people's favorite villains is like is Doctor Doom, and I I get it. He's gonna get he's gonna be getting his own oh, little short uh, solo book. I'm gonna read the hell uh, out of that. It, it this is the solicit for it. Victor Von Doom, scientist, sorcerer, disfigured face, twisted soul, has been spending much of his time warning against a trillion dollar global effort to create the first artificial black hole. Wrestling with visions of an entirely different life, a different future, Dr. Doom finds himself at a crossroads. What is he questioning? A catastrophic act of terrorism kills thousands and the prime suspect is Doom? Victor must have to push his unexplained thoughts aside and focus on remaining alive as the title of most wanted man is thrust upon him. Left with no homeland, no armies, no allies, indeed nothing at all, will the reign of Dr. Doom come to an abrupt Oh, this Doubt. this sounds amazing. Doctor Doom is too much of a gangster to ever be halted. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Spawn yes. the Rick Sanchez. He's gonna I put a always, black hole in a my, temple field. My favorite part of of Doctor Doom is actually his affection towards Valeria. Um, it just I don't know. It humanizes him in a way, and he was very Doctor Doom. My favorite. I think my favorite Doctor Doom thing is uh, Jonathan Hickman writing Doctor Doom in his yeah. Fantastic Four, and then eventually in uh, Avengers and Secret War. That was uh, that's like peak Doom for yes, me. Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah he goes kind of crazy in that. Um, Spider Verse in the aftermath of Sony Pictures animation hit movie Spider Man into the Spider Verse, we're getting a six issue Spider Verse title written by Jed McKay. Uh, it's going to be focused on Miles. My only confusion with this is, is it still going to be called t- Spider-Verse? And if that's the case, do we have two Spider-Verse number ones? Yikes. How does that I work? I mean, it might, they might add it's that just into... a mini. It probably won't. It probably won't have so you any, have to like... call it like Miles Morales Spider-Verse? This is going to be based on the movie that came no, out. No, I the... think it's just on the popularity. No. Oh, because you, oh, yeah. you wrote Aftermath. You got me confused for a second. I thought this was going to be like a comic based on a movie that's oh, based no, on a comic, no, no, no. you know, no. inside a simulation. In the aftermath of the fact that it won an Oscar. <laughs> that, that, it, basically, there's so many kids who know yeah, these so. characters now. Deservingly yeah. so, yeah. So many kids know this char- these characters now that they would the, uh, it would be easy to transition them into the comics. It would more like they know each other because of the previous Spider-Verse event. Right, which is not that hard to, to you know, clue them in on. 
because if you if you've seen the movie, you could just fill in the blank with this uh, story here. But yeah, we're going back to there. Bunch of artists on there, uh, and I hope it's gonna be good. I hope it's good. Uh, these these kind of attention grabbers don't usually last too long. But Miles seems to be a versatile character, so it's uh, well, I ghost think with the spider, hype of silk. the hype and success of Into the Spider Verse, this might pull off the shelves quick. And it might also inform what the next Spider Verse movie is. You know, like if if they end up doing something kind of cool that people like, it might inform what the next. Oh, they're Spider-Verse definitely gonna have a Spider Verse sequel. That Spider Verse sequel might come out a hundred years from now. But guess what's well, coming they out actually soon? Actually, already. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're working on the it. Sequels. Yeah, the sequel's supposed to be about Gwen and Miles. You know uh, how sitting in a tree. Yeah, but didn't she like movie, leave she to another came. universe? Yeah, but they all yeah, have ways to get back. They all know how to. They, they're also planning on doing an entire like universe of like TV shows and stuff within okay. the Spider Verse multiverse. Oh wow! So right. Sony's Sony's like, let's go all the way with this thing. Sony's, I mean, that movie was was groundbreaking. I love the animation style and all, a lot of things were done for the first time. Definitely looking towards the future in that. So I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But no one's looking more towards the future than the people behind the tease of 2099 coming back. <laughs> I'm down for that spider. I like that spider. That's what Miguel O'Hara. Well, it could be anything. 2099 was an entire line of comics. They did Punisher 2099. Uh, I know they did Spider Man 2099. There was another 2099. I think it was it Iron Man or Doctor Doom? One of those two. Uh, 2099. So, th- yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing is, in the last issue of The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2099 fell out of the sky, and there was a caption with, the future is dying. So they might be headed towards the future in our, in our next big crossover event. Uh, maybe that's what the 2099 tease is. We don't know, but hopefully. Are you excited, Yogi, for the future? God, I'm sorry about uh, that. Are you excited for the future of 2099? I am. I am. Um. Well, some of the as like some of they were like there was like a whole line of 2099 books maybe 20 years ago, and not yeah. all of them were too good. The only one that was really good was Spider Man. So, yeah. so um, when I read, yeah. I, as long as we're not getting like a line of 2099 books, and it's it's just gonna be you know an event that involves all of 2099. And all the characters together, hopefully handled by someone good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I'm looking forward to it. Is there any announcement on a creative attached to this or what? Nope. <laughs> nope. I got nothing no. on the two big teases, which was 2099 and Annihilation. Besides those posters, they're keeping things very close to the chest with that. Um, <laughs> but we're getting an origin series for Kylo Ren coming in December. If oh, cares. Jesus Christ. I'm weird I'm, about I'm, I'm out. Goodbye. Because Goodbye. No more. I'm done. In the beginning, uh, in the beginning. The, they, they were really good, but I'm like really iffy about how they connect to the overall uh, narrative of Star the movies, Wars huh? universe. Yeah. Like, should I read this origin story and feel like it counts, or is it just some some just another thing? I'm hi- I'm highly considering reading uh, um, Darth Vader. Vader. I've heard Vader I've was read really, really good. It's actually really good. I've read, like, um, the and the thing is, there I I I am now a hundred percent sure they'll never give me this on screen. Like, never give me that time in between where he was the best. And so, if it's in, if it's in comic form, I'm going to give it a chance. And Kylo Ren, I don't if. The fact that he's getting his origin story in comics in December, when the movie dropped, tells me almost that they probably. Well, we won't got be his origin that. story via exposition in Last Jedi. It's simple. He's the son of of ben, of uh, Han Solo and Leia. He went to the Jedi Temple to get trained. 
Luke found a lot of, like, evil force in him. He tried to slay him in his sleep. And then Kylo turns bad. But, there you go. There, how, there's you get, how do you get an entire army of the First Order, though? Like, you got to explain the entire First Order. You got to explain how, where the hell Snoke came from, which is something they did not, did not want to do in Last Jedi. Yo, Snoke meant nothing to even the series. But he, he has to mean something to the at least Kylo Ren's origin, which means that they're going to have to expand on that whether they want to or not in that book. So. But speaking I of books. I have a Star Wars fatigue at this point. Speaking of books, let's talk about these X books coming out. Oh, I'm down for some X books. We got, oh, uh, man. We got a bunch of X books coming out from this X Men relaunch that's going to be headed let's, by Jonathan Hickman. Great, great let, comic book writer. Let's really get into this. I've been really looking forward to getting into this because I'm probably. I'm a huge, huge Jonathan Hickman fan. I trust him with everything because anything he does is great. He puts his heart and soul into it. And, and, and he had previously said that. He, the books that he has worked on before were just jobs to him. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, what? And he's yeah, like, they were all X-Men very is passionate. X Men is something he's passionate about, and I'm like, if those were just jobs, and this is something you're passionate about, I'm like over the moon about what's coming. Definitely, so, sets, that definitely sets a so, um, precedent. At, at the uh, dawn of X, like reveal panel thing, he. Uh, Jonathan Hickman himself says if it was up to him, he'd reveal absolutely nothing about what's coming, and then everyone would go in blind because they have had to lie to us through the promotional material in order to keep the secrets of the story so far. Oh, wow. But um, he has handpicked every creative team on these books. He is the... uh, he is 100% in charge of the direction of the entire X-Men franchise and comics right now. Wow. So all of these books are pointing in the same direction. It's a one cohesive unit. One vision, one X-Men direction. Are going to be. <laughs> um, uh, I'm excited. And I know that they, um, so in, or, in order to keep the secrets of the story that's coming, at, uh, that will be revealed during a House of X and uh, – powers of 10 this yep. summer mm-hmm. we've only got titles creative teams and uh team members we have no plot information on these books yet okay but um, um yeah we have so it's been announced that new mutants is returning excalibur fallen angels marauders x-force and then obviously x-men um that it's that's a heavy load, man. That that's this a lot. It's all gonna be done by Hickman. Well, I'm he's going gonna be to, overseeing. Uh, he's gonna be quality. I'm team. gonna go ahead. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna run down some of these teams. Go ahead, brother. Because uh, they're some of these are like really interesting. Uh, we got first. We got X Force, which I'm really like. We were talking off air. Me and GT, and he had asked me specifically what books was I looking forward to because you know I bet I don't. I know that they're all pointed in the same direction, but realistically, I don't think I can read them all. Right. So, I have to choose. You got to make some tough cuts. But, um, so I'm going to start with, we have X-Force here. Uh-huh. Uh, the team members uh, are Wolverine, Jean Grey, back in her Marvel Girl uh, persona, mm-hmm. Domino, Beast, Kid Omega, Sage, Colossus, and Black Tom, written by Ben Percy, art by Joshua Katara. Wow, they're putting, uh, they're putting, uh, Jean on that team? What was that? They're putting Jean on X-Force? Yes, yes, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah, I know. This is the uh, 
That's actually pretty surprising because the X Force is like the kill squad. Yeah, they're a bit they're a bit dirt underneath their fingernails, and I don't see that for Jean. But who knows? Well, maybe she is the person that keeps them grounded. Like, you know, maybe we shouldn't be the ones who judge, jury, executioner. Maybe this something like, like that. I could be down and for this that. This is like adult gene. Like, this is a real gene. So, we'll see. Maybe. Well, again, like, everything that's come before this has been completely, like, I don't know if it's going to be disregarded. Yeah. But, like. I just hope that Jean doesn't become, like, the mom of the book. Like, I don't think that that's what she's there for. But who knows at this point? Because um, I feel like. Yeah, X Force doesn't need a mom. You yeah, don't need a mom in a Kill Squad book. <laughs> you know, you, you definitely don't. Well, it gives a levity. It gives a bit of a levity, in a I sense. It's a, because it, 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 if you have just a squad of killers and all they do is kill, 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 then that's just that one direction you're going in. But if they have somebody that like helps them ground them in a little bit of reality, yeah, it can seem like a mother figure in a sense. Yeah. But it also, it's like, like I said, it helps ground them in a little bit of reality. Like maybe we don't have to execute. Everybody become by. <laughs> I would love if she just says that in every issue. <laughs> hey guys, it's like, do we have to execute this <laughs> do we person? Have to kill everyone. Uh, is Excalibur the British um, mm-hmm. Lego? Uh, <laughs> it, it's uh, that's a funny way to uh, describe it because it does have Captain Britain on the team. I, I don't know. I don't know if that if someone just told that to me once and it's always stuck. But that's how I've always remembered them. No, but like them as Excalibur like because you know the the sword. Yeah. But um, while we're talking about Excalibur, I might as well go through the team because this is actually pretty interesting. So the team is Richter of um, X Factor fame. Yes. Jubilee, Gambit, and um, Psylocke, who is as you know, um, Betsy Braddock. Her yep. twin brother, Her brother is Brian Braddock, Captain, Captain Britain. Britain. Yep. But for some reason, and we don't know why yet, Psylocke is actually the new Captain Britain. So ah. we're going to have to find out what happened to her brother. Okay. And the most surprising member of the Excalibur team, Apocalypse. What the heck? Oh, that, they, they're, they're pulling a, a Justice League Odyssey on us? It's, uh, well, at least uh, Excalibur will actually come out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, mean. <laughs> that's mean but funny. <laughs> that's mean but funny but I, I do wonder I mean another thing is Apocalypse can sometimes be one note so maybe they're trying to add another wrinkle to his hey if, if this is a Hickman idea I'm all the way down for it the actually the team um, the team is the draw for me right now because again with no plot information the only thing I can uh, the only way I can gauge my interest is by the team members yeah so this team is actually really, really interesting. I'm, I, I honestly want to know more than anything. How did Betsy become Captain Britain? How did Jubilee but, um, get over there? Huh? <laughs> and how did Jubilee get over there? She's still yeah, a vampire. Doesn't she, yeah, doesn't she like uh, idolize? Is she still like, a vampire? vampire? I don't know if she's still. Oh a my vampire. god! I heard she might you told me vampire. that. Yeah, she might still be a vampire. Oh my Smart. god! And the fire for fireworks fingers. <laughs> oh, poor girl. Damn. Pyrotechnics. Uh, uh, explain to me Fallen Angels. Yeah, because that Fallen sounds Angels, interesting. Uh, Fallen Angels actually does sound interesting. This is said to be a deep cut for X-Men fans who who, who have been following for a long time. But oh, um, up my the, alley, team yeah. is, the team is a small one. And again, a really interesting one. Uh, this is one of the books I'm looking forward to as well. It's X-23, okay. Cable, and a new Psylocke. It's not going to be Betsy Braddock because, you know, she's... Um, Captain Britain. She's Captain Britain now. So, ah. that was going on there. Maybe it's uh, Quinan. Are they but doing time travel? We don't know yet. Like, again, okay. we know There's got to be a possibility with, with, with Cable. 
Yeah, it's X Men. There's gonna be some time travel. Yeah, right. <laughs> it could be someone's daughter or something. Someone from the future, right? When I was covering um the history of uh multiple men, they he had he was featured in a book called Fallen Angels. So when they this came up, I was like, oh, like remember that yes. from somewhere. <laughs> so that that's I like I like the connective tissue there. So after that, uh, the next book we're going to list is New Mutants. <laughs> Not yeah. Right in time for the film, right? Right in the, time the, for the film. <laughs> Maisie Williams well, deserves it, better. I'm just putting that on record. Maisie honestly, Williams deserves I'm better. I'm starting to believe that the film is just something like uh, we came up with on our own. It never actually existed. There's, we, a, we, there's we, a theater in another dimension that's showing both this and the Snyder Cut back to back. You know that, right? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's don't tease. It's, it's happening, bro. <laughs> so, um, New Mutants is actually the first arc is going to be written directly by Jonathan Hickman because he decided that um, someone else should not have been able should not handle this particular arc because, uh, according to him, quote, "I'm doing the first arc of this to set up stuff that's going to matter years from now." Oh, I'm so and, reading that. I'm so awesome. reading that. Classic. Jonathan Hickman style. So yeah, because his run New, his run on books is not short. Well, there's always when two different kinds on, of writers. You know, when you know. When, when it comes down well, to yeah, two different kinds of writers, you have the architect he, he and the gardener. On, yeah, he comes on, and he'll come on with a plan that goes on for years and has an endpoint. So I can honestly see myself jumping right off of X Men after he's done because it's going to be emotionally exhausting. But um. After Hickman is done, Ed Breeson is going to be taking over, okay. and he'll keep on and he'll keep on writing. Now, New Mutants has eight members. Uh-huh. You got Magic, um, who's Colossus' sister. Yeah. You got Sunspot. Uh, yeah. Cipher, Mirage, Karma, Wolfbane, who is alive again. Okay. Chamber, who is also back from the dead, and Mondo. Now, I know these aren't the most famous mutants. Yeah. I know Wolfman. But again, that, <laughs> of course, you know, right? But um, that's honestly part of the draw when it comes to some of these Xbox because, like, getting to know some of these lesser-known characters is, 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 is always great. You know, you feel like that's where, that's where that sense of ownership comes from sometimes when a movie comes out and then a character that you used to feel was unknown all of a sudden belongs to the rest of the world. And you're like, Psh, I used Four to... words, baby. Four words. Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. You know, like everyone. Now, like they used to belong to me. And, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. There's there was so much of the world that did not know that they exist and are now happier because they know that they exist. So, X Force, uh, X, um, well, X Force, New Mutants, Excalibur. Some of these titles are going to be people's titles when they felt like they didn't really dig X Men or they didn't really dig that team. They're going to end up falling on one of these books and falling in love with a whole new cast of characters. For the first time, and there's nothing really like being able to come up with your own opinion for the first time on a new book with new characters. Your own opinion before people are telling you that this is the greatest or this is the best. Uh, it'll be cool to start getting your own identities with some of these characters. For sure. Yeah. Um, no, after that. Uh, the next book we have here is Martyrs. It's gonna be written by Jerry Dugan, and you got six members of the Martyrs team. You got Pyro. Uh-huh. You got Iceman. That's a fun duo right there. Yeah, right? Uh, Storm, Bishop, Emma Frost, and Kitty Pride. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm reading. Yeah, I'm saying it right now. I want to cover that. That's, that's Just by that team alone, I kind of want to cover that. Huh. Now we got a quote. We actually got a quote from Hickman here in regards to the murderers. We're taking a traditional name and a concept you don't know about yet. And it looks like a bunch of nonsense. But it's brilliant. If we told you to pitch right now, it wouldn't make sense. 
Yeah, so again, and th- that name is not a name for good people mostly. Marauders, yeah. Marauders is not something you use to describe nice people. Not so at all. I'm very interested in seeing what what this means. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this means for that team. But yeah, another Adam interesting too. another interesting book. Definitely yeah. down. Um, it's just it's finally? just a weird random teams like the the people in each team. It just seems like they're just throwing them all together weirdly. Like, hey, let's take this guy, this oh. guy, this guy, and see what happens if we put oh. them with A, B, and C. Yeah. That is a side effect of us not knowing anything about the new status quo uh, <laughs> on yes. purpose. Yeah. This is all by design. All by so um, fi- finally, we have the main X-Book, X-Men by Jonathan Hickman. Art from Neil Francis Yu. I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest LFY, uh, LFY fan, uh-huh. but it's not as bad as J- John Romita Jr. So. Yeah, you said um, not to cut you off, but you said Jerry Duggan earlier. He's a Deadpool writer, isn't he? Yeah, he was. Yes, okay. he was. Okay. Yes, he was. Again, no, again, like he was hand chosen by Hickman for yeah. that book. So that's gonna be. Did you just show. come at JRJR? Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, yeah hell yeah. That's I just don't like how they like all have eyelashes. It. They all have like <laughs> no, yo, <mascara>. because <laughs> because GT brought it up, I had to go back and look at Batman All Star. He really does have a fetish for like collars and lines. Like yeah. everybody it's... has like this extendedly drawn collar like for what why does <laughs> batman like a need a collar he's legendary he's a legendary artist him and his father they're legendary artists yep. but that style of art is not for me everyone either looks like they're melting or they look like a muppet I'm not, it's not my it's not my cup, cup of tea, of tea. that yeah. does not i've never been a guy who doesn't read a book because of art the book uh lives and dies on the person writing the story for me right so um I don't mind any any of these artists or whatever. But um back to uh back to what we were doing. It's yeah, the, the X-Men. Uh, main X book. X-Men from Jonathan Hickman and Linio Francis You. This book is going to have uh it's all encompassing. So everyone is gonna make their way in and out of here. Uh this is the through line for the new status quo. Whatever Jonathan Hickman's plan is, you this is the book you want to pay attention to. Okay. So far, all we know is that the first cover features uh Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Corsair, Young Cable, and Vulcan. Corsair so is, Wolverine isn't that Cyclops' is the only dad? Person on the cover who is not a Summers. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Corsair, Cyclops' is pirate Cyclops. dad, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Vulcan is his brother. Jean is his wife. Bro, and I don't Cable even read X books, you... but I have to know the history because if not, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, um. So just in case, just to remind everyone, we've listed Cable twice, but this is not the Cable that you think it is. Uh, cable is dead. Okay. This is uh, this is a young version of Cable who was the murderer. Actually, he's oh the one who killed his older self. <laughs> oh my god! What is this Looper? This is X- this is classic X Men. John right Connor, here. baby. <laughs> John Connor, um, Looper. It's all the same. That's it. How how is how is it's it that people like to go back in time and kill their self and then they still exist? No, they you shouldn't. Own, listen, sometimes you have an occasion in which your electricity kills everybody in some place where everyone's supposed to be taking therapy, <laughs> and you have to go forward listen, in time listen. and kill yourself. That's happened, and if you don't understand that And then that plant your body next to your best friend. <laughs> if you don't understand that reference, listen to the last episode of the Major <laughs> Issues podcast. But continue, Yogi. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's it. Um, that's the list of Wave 1 of the uh, new Status Quo Xbox. Um, I'm, honestly, I'm really excited because I'm... Um, because of the situation between Marvel and Fox for a while before the deal went through, um, the people up top at Disney had put basically this uh, 
I don't want to say banned, right? Because they were still Xbox for a little while, but they were absolutely in the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. They didn't have any focus. They, um, the Fantastic Four was completely taken off the, uh, off the board. When I first uh, heard was, about that, that was heartbreaking to me. That to that's hear petty that. stuff. It was all yeah, really petty dude, like, stuff. Why would you even do that? People up top. But thankfully, the deal between uh, Disney and Fox has gone through. The spotlight is back on the X Men. It's a new day. Um, I'm happy to see all these team books. Like this, this feels very X Men to me. I haven't felt like I haven't seen something that feels this mutant e yeah. <laughs> since. It's a breath of fresh House air, really. It yeah, truly is a say. breath of fresh air. We could we could leave it with yeah, this. A- um, Hickman says uh, we recognize it's been a difficult time for X Men fans for a prolonged period of time. We want to give you a bunch of wins now. Marvel needs big books that matter to the cohesive continuity of the larger universe. And that's how you be a gardener writer. When you plant seeds, water the ones you want to grow, take out the, the roots and that you don't want. You know, there's Some people like to be architects where they have the beginning, middle, and end already set up before they even start writing and drawing. But when you're a gardener and you're just planting these little seeds, it's going to pay off in the long run. And I that's can't all wait. Hickman does. Yeah. I can't wait for it to pay off. Hickman plant seeds that grow in the very next issue so you gotta go back like you'll read you'll read issue one you'll understand it one way you'll get to issue two things are revealed now you gotta go back to issue one because he's turned the world upside down on you and it's a lot of that and then it's 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 a lot of that when it comes to jonathan hickman it's a reason it's one of the reasons man has a green thumb for art i love it it's it's rewarding it's it's definitely 100 percent rewarding i i i'm 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 excited for that but the biggest news and was, the, the, main Marvel, event, was baby. the Marvel Phase <laughs> 4 announcement. So this is the first time I followed this live, I guess you would say. Uh, I was following a live blog for it. Um, I know you were too, uh, Yogi. And so yes, like... Sir. Yeah, thank God for the both of you. And so so when, when, they let this, when they let the slate come out where it's like untitled and the years, I thought that was it, to be honest. I'm that naive. I thought they were going to just name a couple of the shows that they were going to do and just show us that, hey, we got movies planned, but we just don't know which <laughs> ones are going to be which yet. And literally... Mikey don't roll that way, man. Yo, they just start... Come putting, on, now. They start putting... He pulls out his penis, and then Angelina Jolie pulls out her penis, <laughs> and then Marsha Hala Ali pulls out Oh, my God. We're going to get into all of this, but we're going to get into it not by order of announced, but by order of appearance, when when we'll be getting these things. And uh, sadly, something that wasn't really highly touted that I think also needs to be addressed is that this will be the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know what is so amazing about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I actually, I think I should watch it? It says, my grandmother follows this show. Oh, really? No, yo, she knows nothing of the, the, MCU? Of the, uh, of the MCU movies. <laughs> she knows nothing of comic books itself. She That's has no fine. prior knowledge. But I catch her when it's on TV watching it. Like, I've gone through her DVR to delete uh, stuff for her and she has flash recorded she has agents of shield and legends of tomorrow recorded those are three shows she watches so that's how you can tell that even if you don't have knowledge of its source material if you're good you're gonna get a following yeah for my grandmother to watch agents of shield is mind-blowing i sadly haven't seen it are you a fan yogi i was a fan like i okay so there was this long period of time between seasons uh, i think i want to say season three and four or four and five yeah. where I didn't come back, and it wasn't because the show was bad. It was just that uh, it took so long to come back. I kind of fell off, and yeah. I, then I lost interest. And was I was after like, that ah. Ghost Rider season. 
I didn't make it for the Ghost Rider. I think season. he's talking about then the they... Hydra stuff. Oh, then, then, Hydra... then you, yeah, because I know the Ghost Rider season was, like, I think, like season four or five. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, so it was three. Hydra. It was like it was right before the Ghost Rider thing. Okay. I kind of, I just didn't come back. But I always enjoyed the show. Uh, my biggest issue was, you know, the classic uh, Kevin Feige doesn't uh, acknowledge anything he didn't create himself. So yeah. Agents of Shield would give, give, give all these references to the movies, and the movies would never give back. Yeah. So and just, that was wasn't um Baron Strucker that was in the opening of I think what was it Civil not Civil um uh, Age of Ultron he was in yeah. that opening right yeah he's in Agents we, of Shield yeah but what what sure. Yogi's saying is that if you watch Agents of Shield and then the movies uh the the movies will I mean the show will almost point you to the movies for the conclusion but the movies won't point you to the show for the origin. Uh, they won't say okay. if you want more from this, you should watch so, our great which show. Is Agents why of Shield. None of the they Marvel Netflixes, they all yeah, got ignored too. Ignore the only thing that's given reference so far is Agent Carter. <laughs> that's the only thing that's been referenced in the movie so far because Jarvis is in both Agent Carter and in Endgame. Ah, Jarvis okay, the okay. Butler. Yeah, I was so happy when they brought that Butler. Like that was that was just awesomeness for fans. I, I congratulate Clark Gregg for being able to be paid for additional years after Avengers uh, and find himself a Yo, starring he, role in the not show. Not only did he Josh, get a star role, Josh Whedon does not feel the same way. Really, he doesn't like <laughs> Clark Gregg. No, he he just he didn't like that they brought Coulson back to life. Oh, okay, that makes sense because he made the Avengers. That's supposed to be like a big, uh, you know, uh, galvanizing moment. Oh yeah, 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 I feel it. no, but that was the moment that made them. Like form together, they. But put it's very o- shield to be life model decoy, or he's back from the dead, or yada, yeah. But at yada, least yada. when yeah, but at least when Fury like supposedly died, you knew he was gonna come back. This I really thought they're holy crap. They killed <laughs> off Coulson. This is the guy from Iron Man two. They ki- end credits of Thor. They killed off Coulson, and then nope, sweep the leg right under us. I'll find a. I'm gonna put like a poll up soon and see if people really want us to cover Agents of Shield, and we'll see what we can do because if. If, if it's really I will get on it just if the fans want it, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I've watched worse. Like, you know, I've been I've watched some crap to cover for this show. I've read some crap to cover for this show. So It I was not know. bad. There yeah. was a... Uh, they at least handled the Inhumans better than uh, Inhumans did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming, the first film coming to Phase 4 is Black Widow starring oh, Scarlett that's not Johansson. Gonna be, uh, na- that's no, going to be an actual movie? Actual film. Oh, Thank the gods in heaven. It'll be the first film we get uh, May 1st, 2020, with Taskmaster being confirmed. And it's also being confirmed Ooh. that the events will take place after Civil War. So this will be taking That's place weird. between Civil War and Endgame. But I bet you, bet my bottom dollar, there's going to be a ass That's ton of flashbacks. Odd. Yeah, but what's weird about that is like... That's a really odd uh, time placement yeah 100 percent. because like, like once you get civil because once you leave civil war and go straight into infinity war captain uh, captain america uh falcon and you know, uh, black widow or like this aren't they this like the secret avengers in a sense there's something like that but i think what the story they're gonna end up trying to tell is how did she end up back after everything that she's done how does she end up back as or wanted as back as hiding back as in disguises Dying her she hair took, blonde, all that she stuff. took the wrong side. Yeah, no, she I, took the right side, then flipped to the wrong side. But I side. think there's gonna be a lot of flashbacks to like, how did I get here? Like, you know, like we, you know. See, I would have like, much it. rather of them giving us that. I know origin story. It's like a trigger word for comic fans at this point. But yeah. I would have loved to them to elaborate on that dream sequence <laughs> that they gave us in Age of Ultron. It is weird though, because like you say, a lot of people have been like, "Ugh, no more origin stories." But for this particular movie, a lot you of people need are like, an "Why are story. they not doing the origin story?" So, yeah, I mean, because she's not a superhero, you know? It would have been different. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, but can you imagine like a young Natasha Romanoff just like in, in the ba- doing that ballet stuff, trying to kill a kitten or whatever she was doing in Age of Ultron? I'm still just waiting for her to play a tree because she says something about playing a tree, and I think she can do it. I, Scarlet, ScarJo, I'm on your side, girl. I'm play on her side tree. too, man. Yeah. Acting, acting is acting at the end of the play day. Play that tree. I am Groot. Vin Diesel she, did she's it. She's just stealing another well-deserving trees movie part. <laughs> That tree was <laughs> that tree came in high. Well, I, I heard she was it. actually originally casted for Tree of Life, but then they just gave it to a regular tree. See, that's what happened. So they just casted. She was also casted as Groot originally. That's what and, it is. Uh, She's gonna be Groot's no. wife in Guardians Gre- of the Galaxy Three. Greta. <laughs> I am Greta. I am Greta. I think that uh, I think that the Black Widow movie is more going to be about introducing Yelena Bolova, but Black Widow too. Yes, she's a, she is the second Black Widow, and has so, went to another. She's went to the same schooling as as the original, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't know how they're gonna do this in the MCU because it looks like the actress that they chose to play Yelena is a uh, young. She's the same girl that played Paige in Fighting with My Family. Okay, WWE. no way. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. She she's gonna be the Black Widow. Like they're not going with yeah. Natasha. Well, no, no, no. There's gonna be two. There's gonna be a new Black Widow. Oh, okay. A new okay. Black Widow agent. So she would be the only Black Widow. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Black yeah. Widow is dead, but if this is taking place after Civil War, but he's saying that this movie might plant her in the MCU. Oh, okay, so, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, which is also interesting because, um, you know, as I guess we were gonna get into Hawkeye later, but <laughs> the Disney Budapest? Plus show. But I guess we should talk about it now because I wanted to say I wanted to talk about how interesting it was that we were going to get both a new Black Widow and. A new Hawkeye. Yeah. In the same slate. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that is going to lead into a Young Avengers movie. So, Renner is going to be the Hawkeye for the TV show. He's training his daughter to be he's the training, next Hawkeye? He's training a new Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. that his daughter is in the movie, but I know that they announced that Kate Bishop, who is Hawkeye as well, who is someone that he trained in the comics. Yeah. Uh, She's supposed to appear in the Disney Plus series, so um, I don't. I don't think that's his daughter though. What's his? What was his daughter's name? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, but that I. chick, Lang, that Langford actress, was supposed to come in in Endgame and play somebody. Remember? They made a she big was supposed hoopla. to play Tony Stark's daughter. But oh, older. that's what that was. Yeah. Okay. She actually, I guess they did shoot that and it didn't weird. make it. That's weird. <laughs> It's a little weird. Um, so my big thing, my big uh, speculation, my tinfoil hat theory is that all of these things are, I mean, obviously it's all connected because it's MCU, but I mean, everything is directly connected. Oh, so no, I, they they confirmed that. Yeah. All of this stuff, no matter, like people are like, oh, I don't even know about. No, no, no. It's all, everything, every one of these properties is going to be pushing the ball forward for the for the universe. Yeah. And uh, um, MTV was asked uh, Kevin Feige what would be going on, and he's like, "This is all leading to the very next big crossover, and, and I guess Phase Five. Yeah. So that's definitely no Tim Foyle hat there. You're absolutely right. I don't think that I don't think that it's a coincidence that Black Widow is going to drop in um, basically the summer of 2020, and then in the fall of 2020 we get the Falcon and Winter Soldier show where Zemo's returning. Falcon is supposed to be donning the cap gear. Zemo's going to be masked. And it's been written by right, uh, John Wick writer Derek Kolstad. Oh, I didn't know that. God bless Daniel Bruhl if he comes back to play. Z- he is. He's yeah. back. He's in it. God yes. bless America. God, God bless Captain America. What is it about Kevin Feige that you just can't hate? Like, there's nothing about him that you <laughs> can hate. It's the baseball cap, bro. It's, it's definitely the baseball cap it's and, baseball and cap. blazer. 
But um, I'm excited for Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, I, I, 100%. They're going to be battling over that shield. You already know it. And I want to see what the MCU, Sam oh, Wilson. I don't want to see. Like, if they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be battling over the shield. Bucky seemed at peace with the fact that Captain America gave Falcon the shield. He's going to wait till his old ass leaves. And he's going to be like, you know what? Listen, man. <laughs> Do I don't know, know man. If, if my best friend gave somebody else his shield. And... Only one of them knows that his mom's named Sarah, okay? It was established and in Civil War. Only one of them knows that he used to put, what was it, uh, newspapers, newspapers in, in his shoes? shoes. <laughs> he used to put newspapers in his shoes. Um, but I want to <laughs> see what that Sam Wilson Captain America outfit looks like. Oh, it's going to it's gonna be amazing. I am 100% a big fan of Anthony Mackie before MCU. Like, I yes, him as Sam Wilson is probably one of my favorite castings I've ever seen. But would you like, play Striking Vipers with him? I don't think I would have to. Okay. I, would just, just, <laughs> I, I guess I would. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not, not going to be the girl. And I, I, like, <laughs> I like Sebastian Stan too, though. Sebastian Stan's been really killer since he's been in They gave him nothing to do in Endgame. Absolutely oh, nothing God. to do in Endgame. So hopefully... He does something kind of cool in this show. It's funny because I didn't, I didn't know who Sebastian Stan was until yeah. Once Upon a Time, and uh-huh. then I saw him in Winter Soldier because he played the Mad Hatter in the TV uh-huh. show Once Upon a Time. Okay, oh maybe he got. Oh, some did he? Hatter. Yeah, he was. He was I, the Mad Hatter until Winter Soldier. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, the other big old thing that was announced was Eternals. We got Eternals coming November sixth, oh, twenty twenty. I can't wait. Honestly, that's one of my biggest ones I'm hyped for, just because of the casting alone. I don't have Eternals. I don't have much of a background on Eternals, but it's starring Richard Madden as the King of the North, Icarus, Kamal Nanjiani as Kingo, Lauren uh, Redloff as Gilgamesh, and Angelina Jolie as Thena. The Eternals, which will be directed by Chloe Zhao is said to be based on the Neil Gaiman's run of the characters in the mid-2000s, and the Eternals were created uh, by Celestials, which ties into Guardians of the Galaxy. No way, that's, that's going to be dope. So I, I don't think that's a mistake. You know, I think that all these things are, are laid up for a certain reason, too. I can't remember... I was just going to say, in regards to Eternals, I'm more excited to see the beginning of the... Un- like, like... Uh... Like I don't want to say the beginning of the universe, but ancient times in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and and maybe origin stories for how people humans got powers in the first place. Also, no, I'm down for that tinfoil hat. This might this might be its biggest the, the next big crossover, like not crossover, like the the Infinity Saga type event. It might be centered around the internals, and if it is, I'll be down for that. Oh, I messed that all up. Lauren Ridloff is playing Macquarie. Brian Tyree Henry is Fastos. Salma Hayek is Ajax, Leah McHugh is Sprite, and Don Lee is Gilgamesh. But, um, yeah, you're in space. You're dealing with all these space stuff. And then I guess somewhere this, a spaceship crashes. That spaceship leaves behind alien technology, which is used to make Ten Rings. And then we get to Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, which comes out February 12, 2021. Oh, please don't tell me. Starring Simu Liu. I hope I'm saying these names right. I'm so sorry. Simu Liu. Marvel's Lee, first is Leo. It it's Leo? Lee. It's Leo. It's Leo. Lee, it's Leo. Lee. I used to go to military school with a kid named what his last name was Leo. Okay, Simu Liu, uh, Marvel's first Asian lead, which is very important, is being directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, and the Mandarin is set to return. Um, please Mandarin. don't tell me that says that, that, that you wrote this down, right? No, no, no. Okay, so I was supposed to put the actor's name down and I forgot. But a reason why you see what's next in parentheses is because I had to bring this up. The only other kung fu centric or karate martial arts centric uh, 
property that Marvel has in live action at the moment is Iron Fist. I really hope that that's not an indicator to what we're going to get in Shang-Chi. I don't want to see no, Sir, I, Sir Loris Tyrell be... I, I don't I, I don't know what it is. I can't even remember his damn name. Uh, Finn Jones. I don't like Finn Jones. There's just something about Finn Jones I just don't like. I, th- I don't think he tries. That's the problem. I think that he just gets away with his good looks. Yeah, like I watched, I watched eight seasons. I watched seven seasons of of Game of Thrones. Yogi, did that man show any kind of emotion? None. Well, yeah, he totally did. He was, he was. Uh, when did he get in? <laughs> oh, 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 when he when he got. Oh yeah, when he got imprisoned. When he got imprisoned. Okay. Whoa, 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 don't spoil. Don't spoil it. I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones ten years from now when everyone else yeah, forgets so about it. I'm trying to be careful because I know George hasn't seen it yet, and I didn't want to get into everything. Yes. But um. I know that at least for season one, the excuse was that they didn't have enough time to learn all the fight choreography because he had gone straight from Game of Thrones to the Iron Fist, and there was like a schedule they had to keep. And, I heard that as and well. And it didn't turn out yeah. too well. I heard that as well. But and and I know that season two ended up being much better than season one. I feel at season least... two was better because of not only what, what was it, Davos what was his name. It's Ward, baby. Ward is the is the king of season two. <laughs> Ward no, Meacham. Ward, 100% Ward, Ward, Meacham. <laughs> Ward Meacham. Ward Meacham, Colleen Wing, and Davos were all... Yeah, those guys. Those three were what show. made season two amazing. And I wonder if you introduce... Like, would I be too giddy to think that they could... The two years will be passed in 2021 where the, all the uh, Marvel Netflix characters can get pulled out of the freezer... And maybe I, we can get an Iron Fist in Shang-Chi. I would love a Defenders movie. Just give us it. But I'm saying, in the meantime, these characters, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, they could uh, cameo in some of this stuff here. I think in the future, when it's legally possible, it'd be cool to see them show up somewhere. At least yeah. just to final, finally get that nod. <laughs> you please, know, they please exist. do. But then, it, I guess it would be weird because... There were some. There were at least two characters from Luke Cage that had their actors cast in Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yes. So unless they have like long lost twins, uh, or unless they're just gonna expect people to ignore it, you know, it's like. How excited are you for Shang for Shang Chi, Yogi? I mean, it's different. It's very different. It's gonna be the first uh, Marvel movie. I guess the first ever Asian led, led yeah. superhero film. Yeah. But I've been hearing like I've got I've got. A, a few Chinese friends, actually, with ties back home. And I've been hearing that uh, back in China, they are a little iffy about this movie and the involvement of the Mandarin. Because oh, I guess yeah. he's, a lot of people kinda, aren't really yeah. familiar with Shang-Chi. So when they Google, uh, they Google Shang-Chi and then they Google the Mandarin and then they see the Fu Manchu version. Well, it's also the, na- the, the name is, the name isn't great, right? The name isn't great. If I read a comic book, a French comic book, where the top villain was called the Rican or the Puerto Rican, I'd be like, "What? <laughs> you know, he's, like, he's evil and he comes through and he wears his straw hat." Exactly. And he, oh he my god, he's got got a little coquito on his shoulder. Yeah, you know, he is the he is the worst <laughs> of the worst. It's like, uh, really? Like this is what we're doing? 2019. His battle cry is bailando. Bailando. Oh my god. No, it's suavemente. That's suavemente. Oh my god. Uh, um, go ahead, brother. There's a, yeah, there's definitely a bit of trepidation over on that side of the world. Though I know they're dealing with um, so a little bit more serious things right now. So um, uh, I'm personally looking forward to seeing a Kung Fu Marvel movie. Uh, I don't know too much about Shang-Chi myself. I know I've seen him in Avengers and Avengers World, the comics 
but yeah. I don't know too much about his particular origin. So I'm excited to go into a movie where I'm not familiar with the with all the aspects of the character. I saw him a very little bit in Shadowlands. <laughs> that's all I read of him was when he his little run oh, in that's Shadowlands. That's right, he was in Shadowlands. Um, I think that. I, like they should be hiring like the people from the raid or Ungbok or Ip Man. Like, they should like be come on, man! Like the people. people like Donnie Yen exist for a reason. Maybe he could play a villain. Who knows? Maybe he could be a Mandarin. Who? Knows? Oh no, we already have a Mandarin. I'm getting too ahead of myself. There, there was an actor, <laughs> the, the actor of the raid. I want to look up the act, the name of the actor from the raid because I know he was. And also amazing. find out who's playing the Mandarin. But next is the one I'm excited for the most because I think it's the one that has the most universe-breaking potential. Wandavision. I know it sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds absolutely terrible. But starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, uh, I think it's gonna. It might be taking plots from Tom King's Vision Run, but I wouldn't be surprised if it also had a little bit of sprinkles of House of M in how in in Wanda using her powers to recreate dead loved ones. Oh, I hope we get a house for M Wanda, man, because that's that's my that's favorite point, Wanda. Because she's uh, she was already looking a bit distraught in uh, Endgame. You took everything from me. She said it herself. You took it all. Thanos is like, I've never met now, who you. Who are you? <laughs> and if I did... X is talking to each other, basically. Yeah, like, what? Why are you trying to kill me over this... Uh, o- Robot. Uh, over this giant... <laughs> I think that's probably one of the coolest written lines of that movie was, this is a Thanos from Earth 2, not Thanos from Earth 1. He hasn't even met you yet, technically. No, he's not playing those games. But you got... Um, I think they're setting... If you're asking me, I think that's what they're setting up for. I think Wanda goes crazy... And finds out that she can create a vision and tries to create I think this. She makes her own family. Yeah, yeah. She tries to create an idyllic, an idyllic life with vision. And then maybe they have to it's try to stop her. It's kind of cool to see them kind of take, take that vision story and flip it around and make Wanda the one who created the family. Yeah, yeah. And maybe she creates. Yeah, I, I'm with all that stuff. And then um, they said that her show is when you really truly find. Out that Wanda Maximoff is the Scarlet Witch, um, which is also a term not used like Marauder, not used uh, in a happy way. Which I feel yeah, like yeah, is something no, you use sure, in that's a scary not really way. A term you you use endearingly. Yes, you know. And so I think if she is gonna gain the moniker of Scarlet Witch, she might do something in her show or in the other movie that she's gonna be in, which we're gonna talk about in a bit. That might set things, uh, you know. That's a good point. Now, when you when you, when you mention the family and stuff, and then I think about the nineteen fifties uh, malt looker looking logo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That I'm almost certain that's what the show is gonna be about now. But if she loses it, if she loses it all, does do you think that she will actually be the villain for the Doctor Strange movie? It could be, man. It it definitely could be. Um. And I would I would like that. Or I would like if. She got too deep into chaos magic, and maybe she's working with Mephisto. Maybe she's working with Dormammu. Who knows? But it, whatever it would take to get Vision back, right? Like maybe it's one of those cases. Um, and I'm I'm really interested in seeing that story because I do like uh, Scarlet Witch when they get into the nitty gritty of that character. I think it's incredibly interesting. Um, we got Loki coming spring 2021. This will star Tom Hiddleston as the Loki post Avengers, aka the Loki post getting Hulk smashed. Um, which means this, he's, he's probably means in a bad is, mood. So this is pre-Dark <laughs> World Loki. It's 2012 Loki. Loki. He's still yeah. a douchebag. He yep. hasn't had the emotional growth. He uh, It's the same Loki from Endgame, the one that stole the Tesseract and disappeared into Wait, did he steal where. it or did he just touch it, open a portal, and then it dropped back on the floor? Nah, nah, he stole he it. He stole it. 
So then how did Captain They have to get... go further back. They have to they get pin particles to go, back to to the go 70s further to back. Go get... yeah. Oh, More yeah, that's particles. right. That's right. That's right. Because Cap was too busy fighting the other Cap. And that's why he went to go steal right, the Tesseract yeah. from... Oh, my <laughs> they, they God. They completely that's... dropped the ball on that time stone. That's... I mean, on the space stone thing. Yeah. That's so convoluted. As that, well. now there's, that means that there's two Tesseracts running around. Uh, yeah, well... No, well... I guess there's another. He's it has to be a third. It has to be a third tesseract. Then if he went, if they went back even further, then to get the. I don't uh, think there's two more. I don't think there's two in the t- in the same timeline. So no, there's, no, there's one that, that he. Not, yeah, the one that Cap put back never gets stolen. The one that gets stolen creates a new timeline in which that those events happen. I'm assuming. Yes. Oh my God! Now you got a. Exactly right. Now you got a timeline where there's a cowboy version of Rick and Morty. There that's it. I dig it. Uh, I, but we're gonna be seeing Loki. I'm. There's very little being said about this, but I'm guessing he's gonna go throughout history and just do things between now i see 2012 and 2020 maybe just mess with things in the marvel cinematic 2023 yeah I, maybe he'll just mess with things in the marvel cinematic universe but tom hiddleston is great and if they're giving him the money they're giving a lot of these hollywood actors a lot of money to make these shows because they're trying to sway people to disney plus with so many different subscription services people need a reason to join and and tom hiddleston for some people for many women, oh, that's is, no. Is Tom, to Tom Hiddleston is is a money money bringing in machine. Everybody loves that Loki. Everybody besides the girls with their little crushes, you can't not love Tom Hiddleston's performance as Loki. Going back and rewatching Avengers to cover with you guys, I found more love for Loki that I already <laughs> had. He's very ambitious in in Avengers. Oh, I forgot to uh, mention that Monica Rambeau will be in the WandaVision show. Played by Tiana That's Paris. Right. That's right. An older version of... I wonder of, if she okay. is taking the... No, she can't be poss- She can't possibly be Captain Marvel yet. No. I guess. How did that Captain Marvel get her powers? Are you familiar? Uh, off the top of my head, Spectrum? I do not remember. <laughs> I actually... Well, um, <clears throat> that's actually a little bit before my time, too. Yeah. To be fair. But maybe she might be set- being set up as as the eventual hero of that story if Wanda does go crazy. Or maybe they'll skip, uh, they'll skip the entire uh, Captain Marvel two thing and just have her be, uh, oh, what's her superhero name again? She's got she's she's still a hero. Spectrum, uh, but isn't she's it? She's not Captain Marvel anymore. What's her name? Spectrum or spec spec something? I thought it was it's Spectrum. <laughs> photon? Is it Photon? <laughs> it might. It might. Torpedo. Be. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure right now so I don't get like torn apart by everyone <laughs> yeah. yeah but she definitely is her own hero um in her own right and i'll be interested in seeing spectrum she... yeah spectrum, spectrum. yeah she awesome. was also photon and yeah <laughs> y'all getting all these deep cut i'm happy today i did a lot of homework today i'm happy so <laughs> let's <Good>. talk <laughs> let's talk about uh probably one of the longest titles dr strange and the multiverse of madness uh may 7th 2021 <laughs> they had to add the madness to tell you the truth Honestly, and I mean, I might be wrong. That Multiverse of Madness title feels like a placeholder. Um, in the way that Captain America and the Serpent Society turned into Captain America Civil War. Yeah, but at least, you know, the Serpent Society thing was a joke for, for like two seconds. Yeah. They re- revealed Serpent Society and then it was like, haha, we're kidding. It's actually Civil you War. Fools. And then everybody lost. You fools. Um, I, don't, I don't think that this is uh, red herring. As, okay. as much as, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder is real. If I Love and Thunder that. can be real, <laughs> Multiverse of Madness can be real. I know, you know how much crap um, that title is. just getting, the name, Multiverse of it. Madness. Oh, my God. But they, they listen, Marvel has been really leaning into their multiverse as of late uh, across all their well, mediums. At least hinting at it because 
I don't know. Are we allowed to talk far from home spoilers? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's almost. Well, we know in the trailer. We know in the months. trailer they speak about it being in a multiverse. We know that Spider Verse takes place dealing in the multiverse. If you're, if you understand anything about the Ultimate Comics line of Marvel, you understand they played a lot with alternate versions of people in different universes. So Marvel is not far from from doing this, and uh, it's gained them a lot of success. Characters like Spider Gwen from other, uh, you know. Um, worlds have gained them a lot of success and they, maybe that's the next direction that they're going. Um, I wonder if, if it's too high concept, though. Um, it might not be, but Doctor Strange uh, and the Multiverse of Madness, which is starring the returning Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange with Scott Derrickson also returning as a director. Um, we have Scarlet Witch also in that film, but it's said to be a horror film. It's said to be leaning more towards the horror elements and be more... I don't a, know that it's a full-on horror film, though. I think I know a lot of people... A lot of news sites kind of ran with that, but they really they were just like, "This is gonna be the first scary Marvel movie." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then everybody. I ran mean, with that have we horror. not seen Age of Ultron? That was pretty scary. Yeah, um, no, just like no. Scary was watching. Uh, scary was watching Iron Man three and finding oh. out uh, Mandarin wasn't real. No? <laughs> he was just some some loser actor. Oh my god! I mean, at the, not, at not, the end, at the end of this, at the end of this phase, we need to see what else Marvel needs to fix because they're fixing that that uh, Mandarin thing. You know. A lot of people are gonna forget Iron Man three for that, and um, I'm gonna for a very good reason. I'm though. also gonna be very interested is to see if any of if the Mandarin himself touches on any of the events of Iron Man, or the one shot um, with uh, Ben. It Kingsley. should. It'll call back. I think um, one of the things that surprised me about Far From Home was what I didn't think it would have any callback to anything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then it was, and then it did. And it was actually pretty important. So yeah. I think we'll get a little bit more of that in Shang-Chi. Well, if this Shang-Chi is a multiverse, really... then it might not be like that Mandarin from... Yeah, it might not be this version's Mandarin. It might be a Mandarin from wherever Loki's from or wherever... But we do know like, a Mandarin like that Mandarin exists because of the the uh, that one shot, so... Yep, yep. Um, but ben but King's with the... Mo- They'll never yeah. see me coming. But the thing is, that multiverse of Madness is supposed to correct, um, uh, directly connect with WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Wow. So, yeah, I figured one yeah. division is the lead. So if, if if whatever the whatever the cliffhanger is in one division, it'll take you right to Doctor Strange. That's why I'm thinking somehow she loses. This is just me, you know. No, you might be right on that though. You might I'm be right. Thinking she creates the family, she loses it, she goes crazy, and Doctor Strange and them have to deal with it because who else? What? Who else would have to deal with that? I wouldn't. Well, yeah. If it was the House of M, everyone would. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if um, she's uh, like an apprentice in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. I would. Um, in House of M, there's a series where where he is the only one who tries to console her. He becomes a, a, his uh, astral form and goes to talk to her. Like, hey, listen, if anyone knows about this magic stuff, it's me. And I can totally see him doing that here. Also, if he would be one of the first ones tipped off, if she got too powerful, you know, like she, he would be, as yep. somebody who's constantly looking at the threats to the multiverse um he would he would be the first one to be like oh snap something's really really growing over there and well, I think she uh, should have been down. more powerful than they gave her she should have been really powerful i mean she's powerful enough that thanos just chooses to fire on his own Fagi, people to to save Fagi himself says from her. she could have killed thanos yeah so yeah, didn't Feige's, uh, not fight. Didn't someone? I think someone in Marvel say that Captain Marvel could have been the one to, to stop well, Thanos. No, that's well, probably J.K. Rowling or something. Oh, there we go with the J.K. That's like, J.K. That's, Rowling. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Marvel's strong. She's not fighting. Did you see like that one scene? In I mean, she game, took right? a headbutt. 
He pulled the power stone out and punched it in her bang. face. Yo, that was great. That was great. <laughs> that was funny as shit. He's got to be the only person to be able to hold the power stone in his hand without something fatal happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, no, even Guardians, even in Guardians, they, something, they, like, they were losing their skin. They look like they're about to blow up and die. And he's also this man, had celestial. This, yeah, and he was. Yeah, but that was the whole thing. That, well, that's what I feel like. Like, yeah, he might be half celestial, but I think he has to be near planet Ego to have had those the full, power? the full powers at least because that's why ego was planting those little things around different planets so he, wherever he went he would always have his power have his touch yeah um we got an animated show coming to disney plus in summer of 2021 uh, what if it's gonna be animated marvel what if <laughs> i might be most excited for what if they it is it's crazy because okay this is the first ever Marvel Studios animation right Marvel Cinematic Universe I don't know how it fits in but no, it doesn't fits in at all. doesn't Ultimate Spider-Man have a lot of like no, no, not no, a lot no, that no, it's directedly but it's like it has a lot of those like it, I know it, Coulson's it in there take, if it does take cues from the movie that's just them trying to do the to synergy thing the but this is the first it. ever made by Marvel Studios animation in, uh, the, yeah, okay. in the universe kind of yeah they the list the cast of actual MCU actors who are going to reprise their role in animated form like that that is crazy yeah it's that huge was, it's going to be hard to be a voice to so i've always found voice acting to be harder than I that do, you think it is i think if you do look at it though if you look at the voice actors that are cast you could probably come up with some some predictions as to what stories they're trying to tell well we know oh, 100%. We know what the first story is and that's uh Peggy Carter getting the Super Soldier Serum rather than Steve. Oh, so wow. we're bringing back uh, what's her face? Uh, the, the, why can't I remember? Captain Kitchen. It what's would be name? it would be like a Peggy Captain America, which there actually is one yeah, in the there multiverse is one, somewhere. Yeah. I can't remember the actress's name. Why am I blanking? Uh, Haley Atwell. Yes, Haley Atwell. There you go. Um, one of the things I thought that was interesting about What If Two is like, is this after Doctor Strange? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's great because the. These all these stories are supposedly taking place in different universes in the multiverse. Yeah, and the Watcher so, so is definitely like right. Things that don't matter, they actually exist Good in the for MCU, him. but in different. Good universes. for him for being casted. Yeah. Uh, oh yes, Jeffrey I'm, Wright. I'm a huge huge I'm a Jeffrey huge Wright. Westworld, man. Yes. One hundred percent. He's really good in that. Yeah. Uh, coming to Disney Plus Fall twenty twenty one, Hawkeye starring Jeremy Renner, and the show will introduce Ooh, Kate Bishop. Yeah. I think yes, that's, I mean that Hawkeye. I, I, I know, I know. Right now, GT's marking out. He's 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 excited. He's been talking about this forever. He wants to see Kate Bishop. And um, if you've read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, it is so it is so good. I've read a little bit of it. Yeah. It, it looks and it looks like that's what this is based off of the logo. Yeah. Kate Bishop being casted. I know the MCU doesn't exactly always uh, adapt things faithfully yeah but it looks like it's at least taking its cues from that run and then that's the best way to go with this for a solo hawkeye fractions um hawkeye it's the first time i heard of him people were talking so great about that no first time i heard of fraction oh <laughs> um people were like people were really digging that but also because it's so it's always weird when you have a new character come in and take a mantle but the people were not rubbing against it the wrong way like they really Doug, what he did with Kate Bishop. Well, they existed and, uh, simultaneously, too. It was like, you can have the name, but I'm still Hawkeye, so yeah. we're both Hawkeye. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which, maybe that's but, the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's the truth. Maybe that's the way to do it. Now, with the greatest... Oh, he's been waiting two hours for this. The greatest name in the history of, of cinematic movies. 
Thor Love and Thunder comes rumbling in November 5th, With its love and its thunder. With its love and its thunder. The most metal name. The most Thundercats logo I've ever seen Dude, in the world. it looked like a mix of Thundercats and He-Man. It was like half red, half blue with like they're that going, Metallica the font. Maybe that's where they're going with it. Maybe they're going He-Man, I, Guardians of the... Guardians I don't of the... know what they're going to Did you to like do. Ragnarok? I mean, Did you like Ragnarok? Beautiful no. movie. Well, oh, what? Okay, so Ragnarok, really? Ragnarok was entertaining, right? I was entertained. <laughs> you sound very Ragnarok. convincing. Okay. But, um... Uh, how do I? How do? Cause I okay. I don't want to flat out be like, okay, I hated Ragnarok. I didn't hate Ragnarok. What I hated was that I have read Planet Hulk. You know, I have read Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So when you take two ultra serious, ultra uh, uh, like I said, ultra serious stories like that, and you mix them up, and then you get this uh two hour long Saturday Night Live superhero parody thing they did there. Right. I was like, oh, okay. Because that's what it felt like to me. Just two, like a two hour long Saturday Night Live skit. I oh, don't worry. Okay. We're going to send you back to uh, Assland, Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is a, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's a treasure, man. He's just a national treasure. The, the Thor, the, 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 the scene with Thor and Hulk talking to each other and Hulk's head. Yeah. Talking. It was like, it was all, Hulk like was big fire. Yeah. The whole movie was tongue in cheek. And I was like, oh, this is, uh, so this is what we're going to do with Thor now. And, yeah. I, and I guess a lot of people liked it because it was like the most successful Thor movie. So I totally understand why that's the direction they're going to be going in with Thor from, I guess, from now on. Well, but, I always um, felt Thor was funny in a sense. Even if he didn't try to intentionally be funny, it's just like, <laughs> it's funny to make fun of him, Thor. When you're not intentionally being funny, but it's still funny, it's like, okay. But then Thor, <laughs> Ragnarok is like, hi, you see that joke there? It's like, elbow, like hitting you in the ribs right, with the elbow. Yeah, like, I winking, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. And it looks like, um, it looks like we're going to keep doing that with Love and Thunder. But then, like, right after Ragnarok, then you see Thor in Endgame, and I'm like, that's the Thor. That's the Thor I want. That's the Thor movie. Thor Lebowski? Oh, you mean, no, he means Infinity War, right? I actually no, thought I mean, it is it's no, but to be honest, I actually thought that Ragnarok made him a joke so that he could be unprepared for the events of Infinity War. Post Infinity sure. War, I didn't think we were getting Bro Thor. I didn't think we were getting Jokey Thor again. I thought he would have realized the stakes at hand, and he kind of did. And you know, he played it up the depression. Like I'm not making light of any of that. Uh, again, you want to hear about depression? Listen to the last episode of Major Issues Podcast. But um, I guess it's weird because I totally understand what you're what, what you're saying about it. it if you have yeah, to change, wrong. if you have to change core concepts of a character to make them popular, are they still that character? And is it still worth it? And um, to people who have endured with Thor, they've there's things about that character that they like. It's you know what it is to me. It's Man of Steel. Ah, uh, it's, it's I, I I totally it's get It's me saying like you didn't have to do that so he could be cool. He is cool now, and I'm glad. And to many people, that is now their definitive Superman movie. And to many people now, Thor Ragnarok is their definitive Thor movie. But is that really Thor? Is that really Superman? It, well, it's somebody's. You know what I feel and like? So it's it is, like huh. I feel like it's a Thor who's been on Earth long enough to get that to be joking to to, like to to be human to be cocky. Yeah, but he was always kind of cocky. He tried to start no, no, a fight with the, the frost giants. He was—he never, <laughs> as, as, as like humanoid, like like I guess sentient as he was. He was yeah. never really 
human. He didn't understand humor. Everything he did wasn't supposed to be humorless. That's that's just who I am. I'm going to walk into a pet store and ask for a horse because I've never seen a pet store before. But after enough time on Earth, especially spending time with guys like Tony Stark, you start getting that 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 like you know that humanoid like sense of humor. I can see that. Rubbing so off like, on like look at the way he look, look how like just I guess natural he seemed in Age of Ultron. He's drinking with everybody. He's like, you know, trying to have people lift his hammer. He's smiling and joking. That's a, that, that's not, it's not that I don't like that, Thor. It's just, I mean, what I'm trying to say is, no, I don't know. I think that you, I think, yeah, if you, t- if you take that scene of the hammer to its natural progression of five more years, I think you can get a more loosened Thor. But I do wonder what direction they're going to be going in with this because last we left, uh, and spoilers for Avengers Endgame, Tessa Thompson playing Valkyrie was supposedly the king or queen of New Asgard. Um, and she's returning in this film. And she's supposedly going to be in an LGBTQ relationship. Oh, please let it be with Natalie Portman. Please let's so get another Natalie black Portman swan. Natalie Portman will be returning, uh, which is one of the biggest announcements made. Uh, and not only is she returning, she's returning as Jane Foster. And not only is she returning as Jane Foster, Taika Ratiti, whose director has confirmed that they, she will become the mighty Thor, goddess of thunder. And love. And love. Thunder and love. I mean, that's her. That's her superpower. That's her. Wait, arms. what if they make this a romantic comedy? Oh dear. Oh, you're gonna. Ju- do you want this guy to walk off? The, I mean, look the at podcast the, right now. Look at the name. That's a romantic just comedy name. My microphone on the ground. Like <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. The love and thunder. Love and thunder. The love is gonna be the relationship she has with Valkyrie. The thunder is gonna be the sex on the side from Thor. Sex I don't on know the that side. that's just even going to be... Like, someone suggested, like... Because, okay, now how can she become Thor? Like, Mjolnir is gone. Multiverse. Uh, it has to be multiverse, right? Maybe she... It has to be a multiverse thing. Someone suggested this is a Jane from an Earth where Thor's dead and she took over. That could, I don't if know. this is coming, af- I, this is coming out that. after uh, What If, right? Yes. So then and maybe they're going to answer that in What If. And also Doctor Strange, yeah. I think the Doctor Strange thing, yeah. It's coming right, out before. Four Guardians of the Galaxy three. So like, did they set that thing up in Endgame for it to be thrown out in Thor four? Uh, like, I I don't know. And the thing is, these other movies are coming. Black Panther two is coming. Captain Marvel two is coming. Going to the Galaxy three is coming. Um, and I just don't know where they're gonna be on the slate. I don't even think this is the end of Phase four, but who knows? Um, oh, it is. It is definitively. It's the end of Phase four. Um, phase five, they, uh, Feige says they debated on whether or not they should announce both slates, but they, in the end, they decided to just announce phase four and then tease phase five with all that stuff. No, yeah, they're going to give us, they're trying to give us too much, man. Like, I'm not trying to like overeat. Because there is, there is like, I guess the, the reason that they debated on go, the the reason they went back and forth on it is because there is an overall story that they, that they're building to right now. So, um, and yeah, what if they gave food. us everything at once? Like, what if they, like, what if they told us all? F- they all usually phases? do. No, I'm saying like the other phases were like five years worth of movies. So it was like half a decade. You, you were set. We only got two years worth of movies. That's it. Two years. They're doing 10 projects, but it's only two years. In, in, in a year, we would have seen half of this stuff and then been like, I wonder what's next. Um, but as far as Love and Thunder is concerned, I think it might be a multiversal threat. Maybe somebody like Gore. Maybe Gore is God butchering all over the multiverse. Then you could bring in female Thor. You can have in Frog Thor. You can bring this could be Enter the Thorverse. Or you, you get you can bring a br- Jason Aaron yeah. story. Like, King it was Thor. Like Thor's, but it was like Law and Order. Can yeah, the King horse Thor. Thor then? What's the what's that horse lord Thor's? Oh um, no, yeah, better Ray, Be- better Ray Bill, Be- Beta Ray Bill. 
Better, Beta Ray Bill. The one that Beta actually Ray has the Stormbreaker. Like, yeah. yeah. He's not actually like an alternate Thor or anything. No. He's just a buddy. Yeah, he just gets to wear the hat and has a hammer. But yeah, maybe yeah. He, maybe he's showing up in this. So I, I'm definitely interested in Thor Love and Thunder. Well, I think he they gave actually, like... Uh, he was teased in Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. yeah. They, gave, they, had, they had a bunch of Easter eggs for him. And people were thinking that he might show up in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but that might all have been a red herring for his appearance in Love and Thunder, uh, which is great. Um, I, hate that, I hate that we're saying this with a serious face, like Love and Thunder. It's gotten to the point now it. that we just have to accept it that Feige is our overlord god, and that's just it. But that's the thing about Thor, though, to me at least. I feel like everything in Thor is you just have to accept it. Rainbow Bridge, you just have to accept it. Magic Enchanted Hammer, gotta accept it. Uh, 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 the rules of science don't matter on so, Asgard, and so George. Call, and so call it Ice and Fire, call it Love and Thunder. Make make your make your uh, movie as it is, but I'm excited a- anyway. And just when we thought that that was enough, Feige just decides to be like, "Oh yeah, and by the way, I still haven't told you guys about Fantastic Four. We still haven't mentioned the mutants, Guardians of the Galaxy three, Black Panther two, I Captain Marvel that, two. I was like, "Oh I my god!" I thought that final reveal was pretty brilliant because, like, every like the slate is full of. Okay, I'm thinking back. Was there were no surprises on the slate, right? Not we that all, many. No, like we, uh, other than like the actual titles and plot details on some things, we pretty much knew every one of the movies and every one of the shows was in development. Even the stuff he teased at the end. I forgot about Fantastic Four, uh, Mutants, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians, Black Panther, but Blade, Master Ali, that was fucking, that was, I would have lost it in Hall H. Yeah, I don't me too. Know how, me too. I don't know how they kept it together. And he's like, he brings out Master Ali, and everyone's like, what's going on? I, Why I, is he out here? I think that actor is tremendous. You got out of your own. Yeah. Two like, time, what? can we, but listen, when you are going to say the name Mahershala Ali, you need to start with two time in a row Oscar winner. Two years, my man, is two time Oscar winner. Yeah, man, he was, he was Uncle Aaron. Actor. He was Uncle Aaron in Spider-Verse. He was Cottonmouth uh, famously in Luke Cage. I loved him as Cottonmouth in Luke His Cage. His best role was in Moonlight. And I, the why he didn't win a best actor for Moon, Moonlight is, but he did win supporting. So and then he brought that. that supporting actor to, uh, to Disney and was like, hey, by the way, I know you made me a two-bit villain that dies halfway through. Spoiler alert. But uh, I think it's deserve a kind of a movie. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to make him I Blade. loved him as the Prowler. Yeah. I really dug it. And that's another, that's just another thing about just Spider, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse itself is guys like Prowler and Tombstone never getting a theatrical appearance, finally getting those days in the sun. But I think we're at that point, to be honest. Um, uh, Yogi made a good point that majority of what they announced was stuff we already knew, which makes me think that this the entire phase is a transitional phase. This entire phase is going to be the last remnant of what's connecting it to the rest of it. We might be getting a replacement Hawkeye. We might be getting a replacement Black Widow. Jane Foster showing up might be setting up for a replacement Thor. We might be getting, you understand what I'm saying? Like This might be the actual transition phase that would let us into a world where we can play with mutants and play with Fantastic Four and vampires and stuff. But to get there first, we have to kind of get rid of the established status quo that we've set forth. Uh, to this point, and I'm excited, man. I, I'm 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 really excited. I'm so excited. No, no, no like this. What this are you most four. excited for in Phase Fantastic Four? Fantastic Four. No, Phase Four. Phase Four. Oh, Phase Four. Okay, Phase Four. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. I I I just need. No thing does like I liked Doctor Strange the first one, but I didn't love it. 
There was just something that was keeping me from loving it. Now I'm not like everybody it's else saying it. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not like everybody else saying that, oh, it was just another Iron Man, just another Iron Man. No, 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 no. I saw totally two different movies between Iron Man and Doctor people Strange. People were saying that? I, some people I talked I, to, yeah. I I see the I can see the comparisons. I saw them, but I didn't think that they were big enough to complain about. Yeah, no, I didn't. I guess my biggest issue with Doctor Strange was that I was like, oh, Jace, we're doing another uh, run-of-the-mill superhero origin you get, you get, You get self-obsessed, and then you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps to become the very best that you can be. Yeah, that's all. That, that, that's lazy character development in general. Like, yeah. like, you have to have a guy who's an asshole douchebag, have this world-changing event happen to him, and then all of a sudden, he becomes the, the heartfelt, morality-stricken hero. And it's like, okay, uh. What are you looking forward to, uh, Yogi? Phase four. Mm, uh, I guess um, what if is one, but within like things that count, I. <laughs> I'm gonna call. Je- I'm gonna call Jeffrey right now. Oh. <laughs> um, Feige but, has your number, uh, man. You better watch out. I, <laughs> I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier was one. I'm. I'm happy to go back into that world, but up until this point, everything involving them and the characters that are going to be on their show has been handled by the Russos. Yeah. So to see someone new driving this vehicle is a little bit worrisome. That's actually an extremely important thing that I don't think anyone's realized. The entire handling of Steve, uh, Sam Wilson and um, and uh, Bucky Barnes has been completely handled either by the Russos or Marcus and McFeely. And this is not going to be that. So I'm. You're. That's very true. I didn't even think about that. No one else has touched those characters. Uh, that's um. That's yeah. that's one of the things that's keeping it from being the uh, the big thing for me. I think um. Like like I said, I'm not a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of Ragnarok, but I am happy to see the direction that they go in with uh, Jane Foster Thor. Um, I want to see where we go with this. Like, is it a multiverse thing? Oh, is there it you go. Can- is it cancer again? Is it really cancer? It's, it could be. I mean, <laughs> shit, she's been gone. Jane Foster has been gone for a while, right? She left Thor. Yep. She didn't know where she, she hasn't, was. She hasn't been around since Dark World. That was like it, 2012, 13, right? Or 14? It could be that she discovered she had cancer. And, and uh, we also don't know the effects of standing too close to somebody who reappears from the Bifrost. So. Well, that'd be messed you, up. You you also, you don't know the, the side effects of the ether. Yeah, uh, Maybe yeah. when that ether came out, she probably had like a blood or, transfer. Or when they put the ether back, back in her? Oh my God. Yeah, they had to put it back in <laughs> no, her after they stole it from her. Oh my God. That must have been for Steve. Can you, uh, <laughs> Can you just lay down here real quick? You're not supposed to share needles, Steve. All right. I'm gonna stick this. I'm gonna stick this in your ass. Oh real my quick. god! Yeah, I, I wonder if they're gonna do the. If they're gonna do. If it's. If it's this world's Jane Foster. This world's Mjolnir. I think. I don't think any of these people that we're gonna see is this, this world's. World? Now that we. Now that Endgame opened the possible. I wouldn't want to say Endgame. I do want to give credit to Ant Man and the Wasp because it wasn't really that much loved, and I love that movie. Yeah. So they really opened the doors for multiverses with this whole quantum realm thing. Okay. And I now, if you have strange. That open that you gotta get. You, oh you yeah, I remember. I don't really like Doctor that that Doctor Strange movie, so I don't really remember. I think Doctor Strange even was the first movie that was it the first movie that showed the quantum realm. Yes. Did Doctor Strange come out before yeah, Ant Man? Yeah, 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 it did. It did. Yeah, it, it came out after Civil War. So it came out before. It, it came out before Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man one didn't really talk about the quantum realm. They just talked about um. 
the just the going the particle sizes yeah, yeah. that oh it was law it was they just she introduced the name the quantum realm. realm yeah and then doctor about... strange yeah, doctor strange was like we have a multiverse but then i'm like is it like a multiverse with like alternate realities or are you talking about like a quantum realm microverse right. uh asgard well i think the way they... what's her name the what was it the ancient one the way she described yeah. it it was just time is a tree and each little Relativity of time is like a branch. Don't believe her. She's using dark magic, bro. To live forever. All right. Don't believe her. She's using dark magic. <laughs> and uh, oh, and Mo- oh, wait. And we didn't even they didn't even talk about Mordo should be showing up for that. I'm assuming, right? That they better. <laughs> you can't just leave that hanging. But am I am I wrong? They didn't mention anything about Mordo. No, they did not mention Mordo. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Um. um one thing. One thing that I thought was interesting too was uh. At the end of uh, Spider-Man... Well, first, there was absolutely no mention of Spider-Man whatsoever. Even when he teased all the other sequels, nothing. But um, the post credit scene... The second post credit scene in Far From Home... Nick Fury, out in space. Multiple alien species. What is he doing? And is that what... Yeah, no, I... None of the movies on the next late seem to be dealing with this. What do you think if you had to? So, yeah, if you had I to pick a movie, if you had to pick one of these movies for Nick Fury to show up in, which one would it be? I almost want to say that they're gonna go, they they're gonna go like backwards, not backwards, but in the way that Nick Fury and there was like a connective tissue at the end of all the first phase of Marvel movies leading up to a thing, even though yeah. they seemed unconnected. Yeah. I feel like we're going that route again. Where maybe at the end of every single movie we get a bit more of an update on what is he doing in space and leading us into Phase Five. Yeah. yeah but did he come back from space from uh, Far oh. From Home? No. No, he's out. Oh in no, that's space right. No, like... they, that I remember the scene now. Yeah, he just got he picked yeah. up the phone call and then just like. Now he's chilling. He looked up like he was on vacation, but actually he's up in space on a mission. Yeah, he's chilling. Is up he there. is he rebuilding rebuilding the scroll life? Because if the scrolls no, are taking over for him, no, he must there be. Were multiple, there were multiple alien species on that ship. Yeah. He's dealing with, with something. Him, he's, he's got some sort of uh, something a sword. Something is going on. People, people theorize it might that. be sword, the, you know, the uh, intergalactic version of shield or the space version of shield. But, oh, sword. Um, yeah, yeah, with Abigail Brand. Um, I'm excited for WandaVision. Question? I'm excited for WandaVision. I'm telling you. Uh, if WandaVision, can... WandaVision is going to be good. I'm I just, sure. I just wanted to have a better just... name. They couldn't. Like, it is kind of terrible. <laughs> it, 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 like this is the MCU. I don't want to believe that the one of the greatest franchises of a comic book or any kind of franchise. They just think just it came up with punny. They think it's punny. They think oh, it's but funny. we're gonna accept Love and Thunder. Love no. and Thunder is so lit. Come on. Love and Thunder no. is lit. Love and Thunder is lit, thunder? man. Especially thunder, because, thunder. all right, think of it like this. It's not, if it's going to be a movie that shows Natalie Portman as the new Thor, then Love a... and Thunder would make sense for her, for, for her. I want her, I want him on a Pegasus. And I want flames in the background. And he's stabbing a dragon in the face. I want this to be We need more Led Zeppelin. The most metal, out of control, <laughs> rainbow bridge. Bring the ice giants back. Make it crazy. I, do you think Loki shows up in, in Love and Thunder? No. no? I think I think that our Loki, Loki being in movies is done. Unless something happens in his TV show that would lead him. I keep saying TV show, but like, how do you really yeah, sure, uh, right? describe these? They're not miniseries. Uh, I guess they would. All right, if if you want to go by the way the internet describes them when you look them up to look it up, it's um a web series. I was gonna ask they you call guys. Them web series. Do you think that these things are going to? Uh, do you think these things are going to 
have multiple seasons or this is just going to be tough. No, I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to have multiple seasons. I they might be mini series leading up yeah. to like phase 5 and stuff. Okay. That's a very different way of telling a uh, uh, television story, you know. That, well, right? think of it like, like you could they could have done the same exact thing with 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 the uh, the Marvel Netflixes where like you have like the defenders helping a certain side of New York that the Avengers couldn't get to when they were doing that battle of New York. Yeah. That's they what I would have really loved. Should. Right? That would have been so what... cool. I remember when they first announced Civil War, and I was like, oh, man, the Defenders are going to be in it. It's going to be crazy. (laughs) Wasn't the opening of Daredevil, didn't it? You saw a Battle for New York newspaper clippings and all that stuff. Didn't he get blinded by the New York battle? Oh, they spoke about the incident. They were selling bootleg DVDs of the incident in Luke Cage. The whole, the (laughs) whole, like, the Battle of New York set the stage for the environment that season one of Daredevil took place in. Because all the buildings that were destroyed led to, like, real estate, evil real estate people coming in. Stuff like that would have been so cool to just watch, like, the Netflix heroes fight one side in New York and then you have the the movie Netflix, like the movie Avengers fight another side and oh there was just so many awesome breadcrumbs that could I'm have just been. interested in the, the bit problem, players yeah, I guess the, the problem was that it was rated R I guess that was been Feige's biggest issue that the rated R stuff would have to tie into his kids movies and then if the kids want to know what's going on they have to go to Netflix and yeah. watch yeah. Luke Cage fuck Jessica Jones I can see that I can see that <laughs> definitely being an issue though but we got tons of stuff to be excited for for the next two years. I, I can't wait to cover it all. Um, and even next week, we're going to be covering uh, kind of a, a deep cut superhero. Uh, guys, look up Marvel, man, because we're going to be going yes. knee deep in all that next week uh, with this same trio, knock on wood. And, um, man, uh, this is even a bigger episode than last time we did we covered comic-con because now i'm well more steeped in comics so now i could be like oh, that writer is getting on that book yeah and last he's time that. we just covered the the tv trailers. shows i think we just tra- covered yeah, trailers we, covered, we covered shame, shame, sh- shame. shazam hey, trailer aquaman trailer <laughs> i'm evolving bro all right the xg you guys got me. me reading more comics than i read in high school and in yeah. high school i read everything that's it. you know while we're while we're talking about comic-con i actually i took a quick look back in time because facebook has the memories option uh-huh. so today I think maybe two years ago we got uh, we got the DC slate announced. Wow! Uh, oh lord! Actually came out. I actually want to go back real quick. And oh dear! <laughs> I need I need you to read those DC. This is this is so saddening. To I me think uh, what was it? Uh, Flash and Green Lan- Green Lantern were one of them. I think it was. Or no, they were supposed to have like a TV event thing, but yeah. they decided that. Instead, they wanted to do a Green Lantern movie, but since they're not doing a Green Lantern movie, um, I think that they should give the Green Lantern back to the Arrowverse. Yes, with John. But I don't want to say they're not doing a Green Lantern movie, but they didn't. They they it just like disappeared. We haven't heard any updates on it at all. It was supposed to come out in 2020, but I got the list here (laughs) originally. So Shazam, which we did get, yay. Flash got changed to Flashpoint this year, and that is still... Is it in flux? Or, like, it got a new director recently? I keep hearing a lot of, like, the more fringe sites that you can't really trust keep saying that Ezra Miller's about to leave. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I know, uh, he, I know he had gotten comic book writers on it. Remember? He, they said he got he, comic book he, writers he on went, and everything. He, he went to get Grant Morrison to write a script with him. And then uh, Warner Brothers turned him down. Wow. So I'm like, okay, that's this. I don't have any faith in this movie. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think he. Uh, he does either. I think he's. He might be leaving. He might be. Exiting. I don't blame him. 
I don't blame him. They got the director of It actually is uh, who. Oh, uh, Manichotti or some shit like that. Whatever his yeah. name was. But before him, it was probably Ricky Fiong, Ricky Man, who did Dope. The dude that did Dope. That was a great movie. Yeah, they he's, kept. Yeah. He's the one who cast Iris, who they cut out of Justice League, and then I guess she's probably like sitting at home waiting to get called now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2, which is in fact going to be done. You got James Gunn on it. Green you Lantern. No, that's the Suicide Squad, Yogi. All the right. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like a reboot, but not a reboot because you it has characters from yeah. the last movie. It's gonna be the same <laughs> cast. Okay. Well, they do have Margaret Robbie and uh, J- the dude that played Captain Boomerang, Jay. J- oh, Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. Yeah. Oh, there god, you go. we gotta stop making Jai yeah. Courtney a thing. He's... <laughs> He's back. Wonder Woman two with Jeff Johns was working on the script at the time. That's definitely coming. Except yeah, isn't like Woman, uh, like, yeah the eighty one. Yeah, we're getting that next yeah. year. Because she apparently was not gone for 100 years. She's a nope. liar. Nope. She's <laughs> hanging out. She's hanging out with Kristen Wiig. Joss Wheaton's Batgirl. Ah, what happened? Ha ha. Never. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. <laughs> I, I don't even have the energy to laugh at something like that. <laughs> and then the Batman, which at the time, Ben Affleck insisted he was still Batman. Yeah, and he was yeah, he was he like I may not be directing it, but trust me. He said he said um, oh, it's Matt Reeves. I would get in an ape suit for Matt Reeves. This is going to be great. Batman is the greatest fucking part in the universe. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> no, the way that he made it seem like it would. And then we found out that Cyborg was scrapped, Man of Steel 2 as well, and Nightwing and Gotham City Sirens were not announced, but eventually Gotham City Sirens did, I guess, get reworked into the uh, Birds of Prey movie that we're getting. Yeah. Harley Quinn and the very Fantabulous, long Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Why? I don't know. I- why? I'm the guy who loves Love and Thunder. <laughs> All right, I'm love and Thunder is simple, man. Listen, everything that you've known from that Thor trilogy, Love and Thunder makes sense as a title. Thunder. But the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. They have been getting kind of cute to you, Harley. Uh, maybe, maybe this is all to uh, some sort of end. But let's see. Well, I, I can't blame them for that because when Suicide Squad came out, even though people shit talked it, they Harley Quinn. Sold merchandise like crazy. Every girl you do not know world. how many girls that Halloween had a daddy co- choker go with to, the da- go to Comic Con. It's every. Bro, it every was dis- still, it's, it was disgusting. It's yeah. disgusting. I just I just scrolled by Mick Foley's daughter on Instagram dressed as Harley Quinn for some reason. Oh my god! There was a there, there was a joke that was like, um, "Girlfriend takes the wrong Deadpool home." From Comic Con, <laughs> because there's literally like eight thousand Deadpool's out there. Every Comic Con, every Comic Con is eight thousand Deadpool's, eight thousand Spider Man, and now eight thousand Harley Quinn. This is messed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, so now Harley's just Harley's a bit of a franchise of her own, I would say. Yeah, I mean, more proven than the rest of the people in the Suicide Squad. That's for sure. I mean... Which is crazy. <laughs> so are you telling me that Slipknot is never gonna get a movie? The thing, Man. Is, the part of this that you don't understand that. Is that her soul captures the souls of its victims? You so mean I wouldn't her mouth? mind. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> you get that? Oh dear. Oh dear. This, Wait, continue. Go back wrong. to the slate. Go back to the slate. <laughs> Re- rewind. Where's rewind. the slate at? Uh, they were supposed to do a, a a thing in 2020 for the Green Lantern Corps as well, and that never came to fruition. That died. That just yeah. disappeared completely. And I remember so- thinking that it was ambitious, but 
who cares? 2020 is so far away. And now it's literally six months from now, and we have nothing. Next year, and we hear nothing. As well as um, there was there was news about JL Dark, Justice League Dark. Yeah. Back then, Guillermo Toro yep. would have handled it, but uh, he's since come out and basically said that it is dead. He said he wrote it. They don't want it. Or they don't want to do it. Yeah. They don't want it. WB... It does. I wish. I wish. <laughs> mind you, he. Mind you, he got a, the fucking uh, uh, best director for Shape of Water, but they're not gonna give him a chance with the, with a property. Okay. All right, guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything because I don't like Guillermo del Toro. What? I think what? you like I, the Hellboy movies. I like. I like Hellboy. I, I just. I don't think that he's what everybody claims he is. He's a monster. He's a monster. Pan's Labyrinth. Was but there. everybody claims he is that. Everybody so claims that he's like the special effects monster. Like he puts monster movies inside of these depressing, realistic, existential scripts. And I watched, like I watched his movies, and I just find them to be a bit he's, overrated. He's the Tom King of directing, bro. Just figure he's it out. Hey, hey, hey! Award-winning, award-winning. Both gentlemen, award-winning. Is highly regarded for a reason. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it doesn't fit your exactly. Taste, That's but what the I'm regard. It, it's well deserved. I tell myself that every morning in the mirror before I get on my Tom <laughs> King rants. I tell myself that in the mirror. I'm getting better. Trust Listen, me. Listen, man. I'm working on it. And if you don't, sometimes believe... some of us just have these moments where we just have fits of lightning bolt rage. That's it. That's and it. That's, and all we need to calm us down it's is to frame people. A little bit of love and thunder. That's it. A little bit of love and thunder. But if you guys want to see how much I've changed, go back and look at all the episodes of the Major Issues podcast uh, that these two gentlemen have been on. And we've also had GT, Pat Claudius Maximus. We've had a slew of hosts talking about a slew of topics here as part of the Major Issues podcast. And we're available wherever podcasts are found. So thank you for how you found us for this episode. You've stayed on for this long. Probably wondering about uh, more of the Batman pole, Bat Pole stuff. But <laughs> we're not here talking about any more of that. Go back, listen to our back catalog. We have over 85 episodes in the bank. Coming up on episode 100 soon. Hopefully, we're able to pull off what we want to. We want to do something big for that. Um, That's going to be great. Yeah, That's man. Episode great. We should, 100. We should, we should do like a super reunion. I'm, bring, that, that I'm bringing in the guy. Itching, isn't it? I'm bringing in the guy who played Tommy Merlin because they always bring him in for stuff. So I'm, <laughs> bringing, I'm bringing in that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a cameo. I don't know. He always makes cameos on these like reunion shows. So Tommy Merlin will be here, maybe. And uh, But you guys won't know unless you guys stay tuned and pay attention to all things major issues. So find us wherever podcasts are found at Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Google Play, YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on TuneFind. We are literally wherever podcasts are found. And if you don't want to follow us that way, go ahead and literally type in Major Issues Podcast. And we're the first ones to pop up in any search engine, including the best one ever, Google. I was only going to say Bing for a second for Amazing Spider-Man reference. I, don't know, I personally, <laughs> I like DuckDuckGo. Oh, that, that, that I, duck, I duck, am, go go daddy.com I'm not a fan of the way Google has begun to censor their search engine. Oh, I oh no, yeah, 100%. So go ahead, type in Major Issues Podcast into Axe Jeeves. We'll be the first one to pop right up. And we're the number one spot for the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. And you have to follow us all over social media. We are going crazy over there. Our, our followership is literally increasing day by day. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comicbookclick, Instagram at comicbookclick, or use the hashtag comicbookclick to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're at Major Issue CBC on Twitter, and we're currently running the Be the Hero giveaway with all those. Matter of fact, I'll put a link in the show notes 
to figure out how to do that and how to win a free t-shirt from our uh, almost award-winning shop over at tpublic.com. Uh, Give me a we... second. I'm going to go uh, uh, enter this contest under hey. false name. Renee <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Montoya. I'm going to have my the contest for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead, man. A chance to win free shirts. We have all this free content here. All available by the comic book click, but thanks to you guys, we have been able to cover the things we want to cover, uh, create the shirts we want to create, the merchandise that we want to uh, create, and we're growing exponentially. I've been to the future where we become the best thing to come to comic books, and uh, I can't tell you guys how, but jump on the bandwagon now before it ends up getting too full. But uh, man, what a hell of a show. My name is George Serrano, aka The Don. I'm Dan, the comic book man. It's Yogi here. And this has been our San Diego Comic Con 2009 recap. I, I, not, I guess not a review. We're not putting well, really thumbs up. Really, a recap, yeah. I guess it's like a bit of a recap and a review. A bit of a bit of. Well, recap. We're doing a little bit of reviews. A, a bit, bit of recap and a review. And remember, whether or not you thought that Mercer Hala Ali was going to play Blade, whether you're one of those uh, nincompoops who doesn't think that Valkyrie should be gay or that we should get a female Thor, remember. That we're getting all these heroes. Remember that the next two years is going to be electric. Remember this. The love and the thunder. Because you. Yes you. Are worthy. <laughs> <laughs>